Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? Oh, I couldn't be more excited. It's like Christmas morn all over again oh, this my. morning. Right? But you know what? It's also Christmas morn with a U because there's some sad, you know, there's some, some recent passings. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Oscar snubs. Oh, no. We'll get to You're that morning. I don't care Oscar much snubs. about that. I don't, um, I've stopped getting that emotionally invested in that. To be honest, if it weren't for you and our guest, I wouldn't even want to do this episode. That's, That's true, That's how much yes. I don't care about the Oscars, but it'll be fun. How about this? If it weren't for our listeners who love all of our end-of-the-year stuff. So but that's I think it's we're our it irreverence that they respond to. Sure, absolutely. And nobody's more irreverent about this kind of thing than our guest. That's probably true. Um, but let's get to some of the stuff before that, uh, which is mainly uh, paying bills, right? Yes, and some general announcements. Uh, general announcements. That's right. General announcements. Uh, <laughs> how I Met Your Mother fans know exactly what oh, I did okay, just now. fair enough, yes. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Announcement number one. That survey is still up. I'm going to be taking it down soon, but uh, please take a few minutes. Go to battleshipretention.com. There will be a button that says survey. Click on that. Spend like five minutes uh, filling it out. Uh, I really, I would really appreciate it. Uh, secondly, our flash sale is still going on. That is all of our premium content for only $20 okay. as opposed to the usual 33 if you were to buy all of it. So now we said last week that on this week's episode, we would announce when that sale was ending. <laughs> I'll say, let's see, so this will be going up uh, on Sunday, right? Yes, the uh, 16th, no, the 17th. Okay, 20th. Oh, you We've know got- what? This will be going up on the 18th per our standard protocol of when there's a national holiday on a Monday, we put the episode up on Monday instead of Sunday. We've been doing that for nine years now. Is there a now, national holiday coming up? Yeah, it's uh, Martin Luther King Day is Monday. Oh, shoot, I forgot. I'm super racist. <laughs> um, okay, all right, so uh, let's say the 21st then. The 21st so you've got through the 21st yeah. uh, and uh, to take advantage of this only $20. It helps us a lot. David and I are going to Sundance. It will help recoup some of our losses for that. Not the <laughs> emotional ones, but only the financial yeah, ones. Yeah. Uh, and then we also need a new soundboard at some point and it would help us out with that. So uh, this is, and of course you get about 33 hours of content for that uh, $20. So, uh, you know, you get something out of this too. Yeah. So we're not begging here. Exactly. So, uh, and then lastly, we're doing this new thing that, uh, is available every day. It is in your battleship retention right. feed. Uh, it is also battleship retention.com. It is also on our YouTube page. Cause we're trying video now too. It is called Tyler's movie collection. You're throwing the word we around. Yeah. There. You agreed to it. I agreed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I am not, I actually am a fan of it, but you agreed uh, to let me I'm do it. Not, I'm not doing anything with it. So, uh, yeah. So, Tyler's movie collection. I talk for about, f- I pick a movie every day that it, that it will be streaming somewhere online so that you can watch it that day, then and there, the minute you're done listening to me, you're like, I've got to watch this movie. Uh, I will talk about it for about four or five minutes. Movies that I love. Now I, some of them are movies that you've heard of. Others are movies that maybe you've heard of, but never bothered to take the time with. Um, and then I, I, I'm trying to, I'm also trying to incorporate it into a, a larger theme. Like for example, uh, for the next several days and for the past few days, 
uh, I've been recommending movies that have been nominated for or have won Academy Awards in the oh, spirit okay. of the Oscars. Um, so yeah, you can find that you can find video of it. It's just me sitting in front of my DVD wall talking. So it's not that interesting, but if you want to do it, that's fine. People, kids like to s- seem to like this video, uh, online. Yeah. This is definitely good for kids. It's oh, no question about it. <laughs> kids are like Hoffa. Yeah. I've got to see Hoffa. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, so I think as far as announcements, I think that's it. Um, so yes, we will now pay a bill. But do we also want, as far as we've been, you've been doing this movie collection thing for a little bit now. We, yeah. we kind of want some feedback. I would also like some feedback, yes. So either it, it, use the comment section on the website. That's the mm-hmm. best way to do it. I would say on uh, the comment section for this episode would be sure. a good place to gather uh, feedback. So uh, if you have been enjoying, if you've not been enjoying, get yeah. the... Uh, more specific feedback let us know how you feel about these uh tyler's movie collection uh bits please do uh because to be honest my my primary concern with this is that i am clogging everybody's uh battleship pretension feed and uh i and if that bothers you uh i certainly don't want to do that so maybe i would put it on a different feed completely who's to say but anyway there's an idea um so i think that's it uh we will now pay a single bill uh, this episode is brought to you by Mubi, David, a curated online cinema that brings its members a handpicked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, Mubi's curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only $4.99 a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. Now, I should the reason I paused there is because I wanted to mention something. Uh, I was inspired to do Tyler's Movie Collection by what movie does. Oh, okay. The idea of a movie a day, uh, being recommended. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of it so much that, uh, I decided to implement it, uh, ourselves, uh, myself. And some of these movies you might, you recommend might very well be streaming at movie. They could be, I will probably go out of my way to mention that since movie is our sponsor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so I wanted to, to mention that. So that's, that's how much I believe in what movie is doing. Um, so right now, Movie presents, now I want to make sure I've got this right, presents America Lost and Found, a three-film series on American, uh, oh, by American landscape, wait, sorry, I got it, <laughs> got it, there is a bit of a typo here, I do apologize everybody. It is called America Lost and Found, a three-film series on American landscape documentarian Peter Bo Rapmund, who Tom Anderson describes as an electronic Rothko. Ratman's unique process animates digital images to ride along America's unique geography. It sounds crazy to me, and I haven't gotten a chance okay. to watch it yet, but I'm fascinated by all of this. Um, so, and then uh, on top of that, then there there's also their series of a number of filmmakers' first films such as oh. Flirting with Disaster, uh, Fear and Desire, Reservoir Dogs, and a number of others. So uh, there is also a special offer for you listeners. <coughs> you can try Mubi free for a month. Just go to Mubi.com, that's M-U-B-I.com slash Battleship to redeem now. All right. Sorry. That was a lot of announcements. I apologize. Well, one more. TweakedAudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of styles and colors. They look great. They sound great. We use them each and every day, uh, and we never once regret it. And you can find them at a low, low price at TweakedAudio.com. But if you put in the extra effort, 
and use the offer code pretension at checkout, you'll get one third off that already low, low price and no shipping charges. So do us a favor and go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. Who's our guest? Our guest. Who is that son of a bitch? Our guest is a is a fan favorite. You and I are pretty indifferent to him, but the fans <laughs> seem to like him. Uh, it is the actor, kids love him. It is actor, comedian, and just all around great guy. Raconteur, raconteur, iconoclast. I like to think. Uh, Josh Fadum. Josh, how you doing? I'm swell. Iconoclast in the BP universe. Sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. What other words describe you? Are you a raconteur? Are you a... Listen, that's not... I'm just make the art. That's not for me to <laughs> what, say. What about a gadfly? I'd take it. Do you think you're a gadfly? Yeah. Man about town? Boy, if I could be a gadfly on that wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, how you been, Josh? Well, I think I got a... I think I got a little scratch in my voice. I don't feel mm-hmm. sick. You know, I think I was, like, feeling sick two days ago, and then I took a... You know, you go to, like, a place where they give you juice, and I got... I'll take the cold buster. So I drank the cold buster, and then I what else did I do? Maybe that was yesterday. And then I also had some soup, and I don't feel sad. I took some hard naps. Can I say, when you say a place where they give you juice, do you mean a cult? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I went to my cult. We can cure all your illness if you yeah. just drink this. I went to my cult, and... Um, you know, I drank the blood too, of course, <laughs> but that goes without saying. Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. It's a new year. It's a sluggish, sluggish new year. Getting back into the swing of life. Who's with me? Yeah. Yeah. You, you think so? Yeah. I'm having a, so. a lot a rough of, start. Actually. Yeah, a lot of uh, rough start. Me too. Because I got sick as yeah, well. Yeah, I got sick. I, I had the, the first week, I was like, I can't get work done. And then I was like, I can't, you know, I do the comedy and I, I can't think of funny things and uh you know i have a sketch show this weekend and just writing sketches was like i forgot how to write a comedy sketch but i don't worry people i remembered oh god Um, (laughs) phew but uh so come check it out ucb sunset uh saturday night oh this will be yeah this won't go up in time no this is going on monday you don't Um, want this up asap because the things were announced today Mm, no. no. Well, if you were at the show, I know you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's what happened to me. Going into the holidays, the yeah. few months leading up to the holidays. Oh, also, it was bad because because uh, all these people are dying. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll that. We'll talk to that. But um, that's not why my year has been so rough to start. And uh-huh. that's, it sucks and everything. But um, going the three months leading up to the holidays, I made some big changes in my life in terms of my lifestyle. I was exercising. I was eating right. I lost a bunch of weight i was in really good shape why don't you cut this old rag off uh, your face we'll see we'll see how great great you look um, handsome bone structure. and then you know the holidays come you kind of slip a little and then the holidays sort of bleed into january a little bit and then yeah just as i was like all right we get back on the horse boom like huge like a bad cold and i spent like three days not being able to exercise yeah. at all so and, and so i feel like uh now with there's a three day weekend coming up, I'm gonna be lazing about. Then well, you can use that. I'm not gonna be exercising. You could use that weekend to get pumped up. You could get yeah. slimmed down. I, 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 like, I've been trying to exercise too, and you know because I'm a fluctuator. Weight. I'm a weight fluctuator. Yeah. You know. I said, and I I downloaded a calorie counting app. I started counting the calories again. It's good for uh, just organization of the brain. Because uh, if you're not like, sometimes you're like, I'm bored. I'll shove food down my mouth, you know. And then you're like, oh, I'm walking. I get those more calories. Or and you know, I go. That's why I was. That's why I was doing. That's where you're like, were you working out? Were you? We all 
doing a strenuous show? And I was like, no. And I was like, oh, because I was sweaty because I went to a gym yeah. mm. prior to coming here. I see. You know, I, I was going to see a movie, but then I thought the movie would run too long. So instead, I went to the gym in that pocket of time that I had prior to coming here. Are you it's feeling like, pumped up? Now I'm feeling worn down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can't you hear it in my voice? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah that's why it's not, a, not full blast, Josh. I'm not insufferable. <laughs> to those handful of trolls, but it's also like who you said, listen to the show, Josh. It's also like you said because we're all very sad because of the right events of uh, the past week or so, yeah. and so and the last week of of fifteen. They yeah, were dropping with, too with Le- Lemmy, uh, Lemmy. But Motorhead. you could even back it up to uh, Haskell Wexler, Vilmer yeah. Sigmund. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know uh, we there were a few other uh, Metal Arc Lemon. From okay. the Harlem Globetrotters. That's right. Okay, I didn't, That's right. Uh, yeah, that one. But then, uh, yeah, um, Monday night, I because I was feeling not that well, I went to bed early, and then my wife woke me up to tell me that David Bowie had died. Sunday night. Uh, did I say? But I said Monday night. Yeah, Sunday yeah. night is when I met. Yeah. Um, this I've been sick. This week's a, a jumble for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I sort of barely remember it, but it was a shock, and then. Uh, Monday morning, I was very, very sad about it. I don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, I tend to be sad about, you know, artists who, whose work has affected me, but I think there's something about who David Bowie was and the fact that he seemed like he was somehow bigger than life. Yeah. And also the fact that he had an album come out uh, two days before he died. Yeah. A really good album, by the way, too. Uh, and there was a lot of press about him and he was very much in the public conscience and it seemed like he was just um ascendant at the time and so uh what's weird is i think i i I mean it was a big deal to my friends and i but uh well this conversation but i'm also thinking well we i'm we were like an like a half hour before we found out we were we were saying man it's gonna be crazy when david bowie dies but that won't happen for a long time like we really did have that conversation wow and and then we walked outside and we're like my friend looks at his phone and goes, David Bowie died. And we were like, nah, you're lying. You're lying. That's not true. No, look, it's true. And But I'm sure that's something like lots of people have been saying. We're saying that. Yeah. Probably not, we're probably not the only ones. But that's what that reminds me of thing. I thought like my first thought was like, one of my first thoughts was like, oh man, I was just listening to David Bowie. But then I realized I'm kind of always just listening to Everyone David Bowie. Was, like, yeah. He's never gone away. Like I constantly, like David Bowie is in heavy... Uh, for every irritation since high school, I think for me is when I kind of discovered who he was. And for the most part, I mean, maybe not, maybe his songs of the past 10, 15 years haven't been like super mainstream, but for the most part, like every era, you know, from when he started, there's something defining that era or representing that era. Yeah. And it's interesting. I've actually, it's not like I discovered his music, but I only recently started getting more into it. Um, and, uh, I don't think I'm going to shake anybody up by saying it's really good. And I am angry that I didn't get into it earlier. There's, a- there's albums of his that, uh, I don't know either, you know, I mean, there's ones where it's like, Oh, I know maybe a hit off that one. I need to, you know, verse myself in that right. one. Well, yeah, he's got like 25 albums yeah. or something. Yeah. That's a, well, and that is something I look forward to doing. And in the film world, he worked with like, some of the he, best directors. Yeah, and he was often a welcome presence on screen. Now, the big the big film of his that I haven't seen is The Man Who Fell to Earth. That's when I started to watch. I haven't actually made it all the way through, but I'm excited to watch it. 
Yeah, but, like I, I saw. I, I watched it when I was in college. It's yeah, kind of would be watching college. It's not that great. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually. Sure, it's I, I, I great. think the big one of his that I've never seen is The Hunger. I've never seen that. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I, I've I seen, seen The Hunger and uh, it's a slow burn, but it's cool. I think it's really cool. It's got some cool makeup effects in it. It's sexy. It's stylish. It's Tony Scott's first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that might make a good uh, if you're looking at the Scott brothers might make a good visual commercial pop what would define mm-hmm. that generation that put that with blade runner as a double feature or something like that yeah. you know yeah um, i i saw i've never seen the oshima one the merry, merry christmas, christmas mr wallace yeah, i saw that, that yeah. plenty of times that's a great movie yeah, i don't like it that much but he's very good at it <laughs> i I'd, uh, i'm sorry I to hear that i think yeah, it's, i think I, it's a fantastic movie i wish i liked it more um, it was uh, into the in, night um, John Landis, he's in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me, David yeah, Lynch. Yeah. He's in Last in Christ. Real quick, wonderful. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence okay. was on my um, uh, employee. What, what, what do they used to do at video stores? Employee recommendations? Picks, sure. Employee picks. Employee picks, yeah. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence was an employee pick up there with uh, wow. the reflecting skin and funny games. Yeah. I was really trying to fuck with people, I think. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I got to see this movie. I don't know, really don't know much about it. I don't care for it that much, and and I'm very much in the minority. But again, his performance is very good. He just, unsurprisingly, he has a natural on screen presence. I love his, I love the Pontius Pilate scene in Last Temptation. Mm-hmm. I think it's magnetic. Uh, and then, and of course, there's Labyrinth, and, and then there's Zoolander, the pres- where he plays himself. I've not seen Zoolander. That's so weird to me that you haven't seen Zoolander. Eh. It's a very funny movie that you would like. It's okay. It's not very funny. I think it's Will very Ferrell's funny. very funny in it, or was at the time. It was in a week after September 11, 2001, where I went to see Zoolander with a girl that worked at Ralph's around the corner uh-huh. that uh, we would see each other all the time. She worked the graveyard shift, and, and so I asked her on a date to see Zoolander, and... And then I don't know whatever. Oh, and then I we went to get Thai food, and I fell asleep at the Thai restaurant. Uh, <laughs> and then I I don't know. We maybe emailed twice, and then I never saw her again. Oh, also, but she had black hair at the grocery store. And then when she showed up on the date, she had like dyed her hair and cut it real short, bleach blonde. And for some reason, you know, I'd also never been on a date. By the way, <laughs> I to say this. Uh, I, for some reason, that made me extra nervous. I was like, "Well, now she, now it's definitely a date. Right. Well, I, maybe I have to act a certain way." And I don't because it's like she'd done herself up, but she, I thought she looked, you know, cute prior. By the uh-huh. way, but uh, so we went to see Zoolander, and then I fell asleep. I don't know why I fell asleep. I was must have been nervous, or must have been. I don't know what happened, but I don't. And the girl. I always wondered whatever happened to that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Literally because you woke up at the Thai restaurant and she was gone. You never saw her again. I go, well, I guess I had, no, no. I mean, I, she was, she did, uh, she, we did make it home. Did she have to wake you up at the Thai restaurant? I think I was nodding off. You know, I was like, I don't know. I was like nodding off. At this time. It was late. We went to see a universal city walk. Yeah. Maybe we went to see the late show. I also remember Ben Stiller was on MTV talking about how he deleted the world trade center towers. To, he deleted the 9-11s from it because 9-11 had just happened. Right. He didn't want to distract anyone. I guess I didn't remember that you lived here that early. Like I lived there a long time. Long ago. Yeah. I moved here in 2000. Wow. September 2000. I was 20 years old. Boy, 21. Oh boy. I was 21. When I, 20 when I moved. 21 when I saw Zoolander. <laughs> it was, uh, and the worst. Would you say that was the worst date of your life? No. <laughs> really? No way. Okay. Do you think it was the worst date of her life? 
I hope not. <laughs> I mean, she actually, I mean, look, if we're getting real honest here, I think she wanted to uh, keep hanging out that night. I just was too nervous. She was like, you know, well, you know, it was like, I seemed like she wanted to come upstairs, but I just, I'd also never slept with a girl. I'd never kissed a girl. Oh, no, I'd kissed a girl, but I just was, I was late bloomer. I don't know why I'm getting so personal here. We're talking <laughs> like about Zoolander. That's it's why. David Bowie's bringing David that Bowie, up. You know what? It's a Bowie. David Bowie said it's okay to be weird. Yeah. Right? So I was, I remember, yeah. I don't know what else I'm trying to say here. I may have <laughs> trying to circle back around to David Bowie, but I failed. There's no connection. I just am remembering this story as we're telling it. Right. And so it's coming out. He would have been proud of you. Yeah. No question. Or maybe about I it. should, in keeping David Bowie, keep it to myself and just to some somehow put art out there instead of these. Would you say that you guys were a couple of kooks? Me and Bowie. Uh, well, you and the you and the girl. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't speak for her. Okay, okay. I can't say we didn't get to know each other that well. Yeah. But she was she was a nice girl. She worked at Ralph's, the graveyard shift. Oh yeah. And I was a little kook. I'm still a kook, I'll be honest. Sure. If you're talking about me now and me then, then me now and me then are a couple of kooks. There you go. There you go. Well, I feel like I could uh, do, we could do a whole a whole episode of the podcast, just me talking about Bowie. David Bowie and memories and like all yeah. his music. With a, he had films. a great track record of filmmakers that he worked with too. Yeah, we mentioned Good taste. Oshima and yeah. David Lynch. Uh, and Scorsese. Scott and Scorsese. 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 Scott. Yeah. And Chris... Christopher Nolan, whatever you might think of him. Uh, I like him in The really Prestige. Yeah. I like him he in The Prestige. He is the best part. I, I'm not a huge fan of The Prestige, but I do think that's the best part I think part you of should movie. watch it again. I think, because I, I remember in my memory, I'm like, that's a forgettable movie. And, and I, I've gone back and watched it in the past few years, and I'm like, oh, this is really fun. Okay. I might actually love The Prestige. Uh, it is a film that actually uh, is not at all forgettable to me. It's a thing that I actually find myself... Uh, desiring to watch every couple of years yeah i like it also because it's not a property it's not a you know it's got it's got that nolan twist but it's like i'm gonna make a movie about i'm gonna learn about this specific thing this scene of magic or whatever the history of magic and make a movie set in that time and you know it came out the same year as the the illusionist yeah it's just like which was a a real stinker in my opinion I thought it was fine. Uh, you know, I didn't think it was, it wasn't the prestige, but I remember thinking like, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It wasn't the prestige. I wonder if it's, if it had come out the next year or two years later, maybe people would have thought it was better. It was no, now you see me. I saw that. I, I saw that movie. I passed on that one. Did now you see me Two come out yet? It is. It is coming out, right? They're making a sequel. Oh, oh thank God. God. Yes. 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 Oh, thank God. Is it Louis, joke, is it Louis Lettier doing it again? Uh, is he? Is he I, he's I the guy who now. made the first one, right? Yeah. yeah Louis Lettier. Um, the guy who made You're the my Transporter, dog. right? You're my and, dog. Uh, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And you're oh, my and, dog. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's that one called? Was it called Unleashed, Unchained, Unchainable? Yeah. But the Un- original title was like Danny something. J- Jetly Jet Jet plays Danny the dog. Jetly plays the dog. Yeah. What's the movie called? It might be Unleashed. Un- unleashed, maybe. Yeah, but it was right. called Danny the dog. Comics originally. Unleashed. Comics That's Unleashed. The Byron yeah. Allen. Yeah. It's Byron, Byron Allen and movie. Jet Li. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Now you see me too, which I said should be called Now You See Me. Yeah. Now. Um, oh no. You and I. You and I had one of like we laughed. So hard off mic. I wish we'd recorded this. I'm uh-huh. gonna try and remember. We were talking about now you see me, and then uh-huh. you said now you see me, and then the sequel was like I know what you saw last summer. It was me. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. All right. So um, uh, and then also so if as if David Bowie wasn't enough. Yeah. This morning, um, first time I learned of a celebrity death on Instagram. 
Mm. <laughs> Usually it's Twitter. Today I learned about about, about Alan Rickman. Or often you people are tweeting about, uh, and you're like, why is everyone talking about him all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's, it's like either he was knighted or something yeah. much worse. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, both uh, both uh, sixty both sixty nine years old. Let me let me too. I believe. Let me sixty nine. I think so. Wow. All three died of cancer. It's very uh, very frustrating. But um, yeah, yeah. Alan Rickman might maybe. I think obviously David Bowie made a larger contribution to the just art in general, but people of a certain age, yeah, people of a certain age, like on Facebook and Twitter, like Alan Rickman is a bigger deal, uh, because he was, cause they grew up seeing him as Hans Gruber, Sheriff of Nottingham, and then Snape. Right. And yeah, so you say galaxy quest, multiple know. ages, because yeah. he's a villain for, Multiple, he's the, you yeah. know, the villain. I mean, I think that, that's probably how people feel about Bowie with music is that, mm-hmm. you know, he's representing so many different eras. Yeah. yeah. And working with so many different people. Um, yeah. But I've also yeah, been, I was really tough because I do think that Alan Rickman made his, some of his biggest impacts playing villains. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we mentioned, yeah, die, those three really diehard, Sheriff Nottingham and Severus Snape. The character's name is not Die Hard. I really no, forget, without him, without him, we wouldn't have uh, Simon Gruber either. Um, that's right. <laughs> uh, but I was—I'm glad that I saw a lot of love for his uh, role in Sense and Sensibility on mm-hmm. on the internet today because that's a, that's also a very uh, touching performance. Well, and I don't—I don't really like Dogma very much, right. but he's great in it. Yeah, because it could not be. That's that is true. I mean, honestly, he, we're, we're acting like like. Um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is some great movie. It's a pretty crummy movie, actually. It, it is. But he's but great. He's, yeah, he does great work. He's always there's, great. There's yeah. a movie called, I apologize, it's called Quigley Down Under, starring Tom mm-hmm. Selleck, and he's the villain in that, and he's very good. I really um, wanted to see Quigley Down Under when I was a kid. I didn't get to see it. It was one of those ones that my parents were like, it got bad reviews, so we didn't get to go see it. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, my parents were definitely not paying attention to the critics, I don't think. I don't my parents would read there. the Tulsa World every week and be like I'm a mom can we see that can we see that and be like got a bad review Josh or my dad would be like that I like that do you know, do you remember the name of the critic for the t- Tulsa world no oh that's too bad no their names were written so small right and you were just a little thing. there was a different name <laughs> which I which I forgot I mean it was probably I'd like to try to look it up I wonder how I'll have to go to do my Tulsa research you gotta go to the Tulsa library and get yeah. some microfiche yeah alright so um, move back in Move back, in, move on into it. Yep. Get into um, it. But it, you mentioned... Now by into it, do you mean into the mic? <laughs> you mentioned quickly down, quickly down Under. I did want to mention real quick a couple of my favorite... Uh, Rickman's? More, oh yeah, overlooked Alan Rickman performances. Okay. He was great as Reagan in Lee Daniels' The Butler. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was also, let's not forget, right. the voice of Marvin the Paranoid Android yeah. in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it, shall we? He was Indeed. also in a movie, that movie Bottle Shock, which I heard was I heard not that bad. Was good. Yeah, I directed by the that. guy who's probably going to jail. I don't know about that. What, 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 He's going to jail because of the, you know, the Allman Brothers biopic. What? You know, the girl got killed. That's so, right. Same director. But how is that the director's fault? I forget. I don't remember. I think he's going to jail though. Okay. But yeah, that's right. That's right. Because didn't she? The the woman who um, got killed also worked on I think a most violent year is that because the, there's like a more like a the film is dedicated to her at the end at some point oh, oh I think. okay 
I think it's a most violent year. It's a movie from last year. Or there was another one, a most wanted man, most violent year. There are all these things, a most something, and then no one saw either of them. I think I saw both of them. They're both good movies. They're both very good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. But okay. neither of them is nominated for an Oscar this year because they were ineligible. Yes, that would be very strange because they came out Do, a year prior. Yeah, yes. Disney Academy's Byzantine. Yeah. Antiquated rules. Somehow, once again, it is the documentary wing's fault. I don't know how that happened. Now, I wonder if when The Day the Clown Cried finally gets its distribution, you know, because Jerry Lewis said it can be shown in 10 years, (laughs) if it will be eligible for an Academy Award. I can only hope. I have thought that about uh, The Other Side of the Wind. Uh, oh, the Orson Welles movie. film that is perpetually on the brink of being finished yeah. and released. And every, like, maybe every once a year you hear, a, you, there's some someone like IndieWire, someone publishes an article being like, Peter Bogdanovich is going to finish it, or Walter Murch is going to finish it, or someone like that yeah. is going to finish it. Yeah. Or there's a Kickstarter now that's going to finish it. Yeah. Can't they just finish it? <laughs> I don't need this money for. Cut the damn thing. Well, if... I don't well, know Read the instructions and if, cut the thing. If I had to guess... Knowing knowing Orson Welles like I do, I would say uh, eight different people have ownership of it, uh, uh, and they got to work that out. That tended right. to happen uh, with him. That's but, silly, too. Oh, because he was like, how about you give me money? How about you give me money? Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll own it. You'll yeah. own it. Yeah, something like that. Right. So, uh, so yes, what anyone, are we here for? Uh, we're going to talk about the Oscar nominations. Now, did anyone have an order in mind? An order? Um, well, we should go with picture last, but I think in general, uh, oh, okay. I think... It, uh, or or whatever, like I was just going we don't to usually decide, have. I will I will decide in random order <laughs> okay. of, of the topics. Let's start with these back so, ones. These ones no, on the page uh, no, two. We're, no, we're going to start with actress in a leading role. Okay, okay. Or you don't want to start with supporting as they nope. do when with, during the broadcast. Nope, I'm doing this. We do it. At, we do it our way. We do it the BP way. I'm really doing this like at random. Okay, well, let's and, do it. And let me. But let you me, wanted to end with best picture, so we'll do that. We'll but let me throw this out there. Actually, before we get specific, do you want to make? Does anybody want to make any larger points? Well, I, I would like the, to the, snubs. The oh, you know, should we talk about how Oscars well, don't matter and how who cares? Well, think, um, too loud. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a, a big Oscars part of don't the matter and who cares. How am I now? That's um, much better. All right. It, I guess we can say that, but I. But they're, I, little, I, they're I like watching like sports. To, That's what like, we're talking about. We're I would like to talk about, about get, the get it out. Come issue. On. Get it out. That has come up for a second year in a row about the um, lack of diversity. The lack of diversity. Um, I was going to make a joke about it when we because I realized I looked at all the categories and I was like, oh, I know I've seen this one, I've seen one of these, I've seen a couple of these, and I was looking at the actress in a leading role and I was like, I haven't seen one of these blonde bitches. <laughs> I, don't know, I haven't seen any these damn movies. Um, <laughs> Who gives a shit? When I see all this, I, like I actually looked at that, with the exception of Charlotte Rampling, I looked at them, it was like, "Who gives a shit about these blonde bitches and their little little okay. cat, little statue they're competing for? Their, their publicist got them put in the, you know, put in the, put their hat in the ring and pulled the right string." And the four of these are really good movies, and if you ask Tyler, all five of them. Well, they're all good actresses too, um, but who gives a and even shit then, at the end of the day? And let me, okay, I, I don't know what you mean by that. Look at these blonde bitches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like. You know what I'm saying? You're like when like a little kid discovers a cuss word for the first time and it makes his his parents laugh, and so he just starts saying it. Well, the first it worked time the last. You, it worked every time. You it's got the first big, time he heard the, heard the word blonde. Yeah, <laughs> so you got a big reaction. The you first guys time. see, you got, I got a big reaction the last time. 
It's sort of diminishing every you, time. You guys, like, you guys like probably, I would argue, if for those of you listening, if you were in the room, they leaned back into their laugh. You guys, they both, I went blonde, bitches. Well, they went, that, ah! Yeah, part of that was the element of surprise. I didn't expect that to come out of That's why I'm a good comedian, each, but because each, I'm playing with the expectation. Each time, it becomes less, less surprising. Less funny. Speaking of, you guys seen, uh, you, the, what's the Cassavetti movie? Minnie Moskowitz, when there's that scene with that character actor, Val Avery, and he's in there on a date, and his name is Zelmo, and he's like, you know, he's like, uh, my back, my back is very hairy, but my legs are very smooth. <laughs> You know, uh, I've not. I love that movie. I love Cassavetes, but I haven't seen Val that. Avery. He's great. He goes. I say. Hey, there's another thing. He goes. I say, Zelmo. Ah, oh, Zelmo. What are you doing with your life or whatever? And but then, um, then uh, General Rollins kind of rejects him. He goes, Zelmo. I want you to know, I have absolutely no interest in you. You know, talking about uh, dating wise, and and then he's like, blondes, blondes. You know what is it with you, blondes? You got some kind of Swedish devilish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, see, good movie. Now, I, Josh, I was excited here's... to have Josh on to talk about the Oscars because I knew that he would be here to take some of the air out of it, you know, to undercut. But then, when I actually do want to talk about something that I find yeah, important, this was a terrible it's impossible mistake. to get Steamroll? it out. Steamroll. All right, get it uh, out. Get it out. You can't, won't care nothing about me. The I, blonde I I bitches get... are taking over the Oscars. That's your point. Now, I said it. Let's move on. Now, I will say, a moment ago, when I said lean into the mic, now, I mean, let's w- let's make a choice. <laughs> Either yell like you're doing okay, or and be away from the mic. I just want to say that to, for in fairness uh-huh. to me uh-huh. and to those listening, uh, they paused this broadcast to switch computers, right, and, and we didn't do a mic check for the you second You did a computer. bunch of cocaine in between. <laughs> yeah, your energy <laughs> I, really you know, spiked. I went and I peed, and then that peed that tired out. Now I'm at, well, you know what? I'm impassioned about this topic, <laughs> all right? This diversity issue. Yes, yeah. I'm impassioned about it. I'm bored of these women. Let's get some brunettes in there. I, okay, the, the, the two things, I don't know what you're saying. You're saying more diversity, but fewer women. No, I never said that. That sounds like what you're saying. You said you're tired of I these said. women. I'm tired of not these women. I'm not tired, tired of, of gender. I'm tired of tired of these. On, yeah, emphasis on, the on these. These. Okay. These women. Only, tired of these. Jennifer Lawrence, I mean, how great could she have been in that? I didn't see the movie. How great could she have been she in that? She is very good. She's very good. The movie's very not that good. All right. Great, but, so, likes it. But, but then these other ones, I mean, you know, these blondes. But let's talk about... I change it up. Yeah. yeah, let's change it up. So last year, I think the big issue was, the, oh, I mean, that's the same issue both years. Um, that so, you know, all twenty, what twenty acting nominees are white. Yeah. Um, last year there was Selma. I think was the big. Uh, there are that other the, there are other movies, one, yeah. but there was the fact that Selma, which seems like this Oscar bait movie, yeah. um, didn't get any uh, acting nominations or a directing nomination, right? Or screenplay it was up for picture and yeah. song, which is a weird combination yeah. of things. Um, now there isn't necessarily a Selma this year, but I think the equivalent uh, in terms of that would be Creed, from what I understand. I haven't seen Creed, but it is it does or, seem like or an straight Oscar out of Compton, like there's or straight out of Compton. Beasts of Donation. Yeah, yeah. okay, you've got uh, a lot there. Um, but it is weird that Creed, um, with a black star and black director, only got a nomination for its white supporting actor. Right. I mean, uh, well, I, and that's, I, you could, I was going to say, you could you could argue both ways in that I think the movie's great. I, Creed was actually one of my favorite movies last year. I loved it. Stallone is fabulous and that's also because yeah. that's a character that we love and he actually does bring it and he's yeah he's the heart of the movie 
I think it's well directed movie, and I actually cared about I cared about the girl, and I cared about the kid by the end of the movie. That being said, I'm not super on the Michael B. Jordan train. Okay, I think he's a vain actor. He he, oh. he acts with his lips a lot. There's a lot of mm, going on. Okay, that's okay. my criticism of Michael B. Jordan. Well, here's here's the way I, I see it with Creed because I love Creed and I and I I loved it too and I do like Michael B. Jordan quite a bit and I th- and I need to go back and watch Fruitvale Station because I think I would like it. But um, I think what it comes down to is like yes, the one actor that was nominated is white, but the one actor that is nominated is also Sylvester Stallone, who played Rocky in Rocky, and just like so it's well, and Michael is- B. Jordan. I genuinely think like. He'll get his in the future. I think people still see him as young. I like that girl in the movie too. Tessa Thompson. Yes, I like yeah, her. yeah, I liked her too. Do I know her from Dear White, Dear White people? people? Yeah. Oh, which I didn't see actually. But I didn't she's in Selma. Um, okay, yeah. Um, but I think what you're saying, I think, gets to dope what, what I was eventually. What I, yeah, dope was good. But I, what I eventually wanted to get to, which is that if we focus on individual. Mm-hmm. films that did or didn't get nominated in every case you can anecdotally whatever you can come up with yeah but or you can say like you're saying like there's a reason Sylvester Stallone was nominated and so if you if you approach it from that point of view you can always poke holes in it but if you stand back and look at it as a more systemic issue like uh it's it it, it clearly is an issue um and I think there are multiple factors. The fact that the Academy itself is, I think, 94% white, mm-hmm. that probably plays a role in it. But I think it also goes beyond the Academy to the uh, to, to the fact that there are not very many of Academy-type, Oscar-type prestige movies being made by minorities, unfortunately. Or when they are, they're on Netflix, you yeah. know, um, uh, or, or, or what have you. Um Maybe they felt that they had bought themselves a lot of uh, goodwill with 12 Years a Slave. And they're like, all right, this gives us 10 <laughs> years. 12 of years of white. Yeah. 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 Well, um, and, okay. So I, so I don't want to get, because we, we're going to talk about these nominees, <clears throat> and many of them are deserving, and many of them we can argue aren't. Yeah. But if we get into the discussion of, well, which movies should have been, I think that. Um, takes the legs out from under the argument. So it's sort of like how you can say, we've talked about the Bechdel test before. And the Bechdel test, a movie can fail the Bechdel test and still be a good movie. That's the one where it's, the women don't talk about men. It had the, to pass the, pass the Bechdel test, there have to be at least two, uh, I think, female characters with names who have to talk to each other about something other than a man. That's that's what it, And now what wins the Bechdel test? What passes? What are the movies that pass? Well, the one from the original Alison Bechdel cartoon uh, that, that she mentions is, is Alien. Uh, that passes. Oh, um, with uh, with the Sigourney Weaver and, and Veronica, Veronica Cartwright. Right. Yeah, okay. um, and there actually was a deleted scene where they talk about whether or not they had slept with Dallas. <laughs> that's yeah. actually true. I'm not joking. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that wasn't in there. Yeah. So there's plenty of movies, but the thing is, there I want to know more Bechtels. There, there are plenty. Of, I'm sure you can look it up. Um, you go to what, what was I'm the country? Sure the audience I, would love to know the Bechtels too. No, they know by now. Oh, Trust they, me. You're, they, you're talking about Bechtel a lot, huh? Yeah. Yes. Um, but what? But my point is that. Individual movies, like on an individual basis, you can always poke holes in any one of these arguments. The idea is when you step back and it's an overall thing, which means 
that the solution is also not going to be simple or straightforward or and, and unfortunately is probably not going to be um a massive change from one year to the next unfortunately things need to change at a at a, at a root level i love alien so here we have no question about it. alien better than any of these movies actually i don't know if that's true I'd say, uh, I'd say it's, that's, I mean, that's probably it's true. one of the greatest movies i'd say i put it up there as a great movie if i had to say what are your favorite 100 movies alien would i'd put it on the table to figure it out yeah that's consistently my top 30 but that's not the point here's the point uh anticipating that we were going to say this uh that we we're going to go into this and that you are going to say what you have said. Um, I will lead with this. Oscar time is a horrible time for me because I'm politically conservative, but I'd say I'm, I'm artistically liberal in the sense, in, in the, like the official use of the word liberal, which is, Hey, whatever you want to do is fine. You mm-hmm. know? Um, because like last year, what it means is, you know, I don't think, uh, it, it means that, it, whatever the Academy wants to do is fine. I don't think that they should necessarily that their job is not to go out of their way to promote some kind uh, an idea of diversity. I, I, I have specific ideas uh, about that and about specific categories. So like, but I don't think they need to do that when I know a lot of people have a, have frustration with the Academy about that. And then the flip side is, so it's just like, Oh, so in that, feeling um i'm kind of uh i'd say i'm i'm more conservative it's almost like uh, talking about affirmative action or something like that um on the flip side conservatives hate all of these movies you know um <laughs> maybe not all of them i could see them uh, rallying behind bridge of spies or brooklyn or probably the martian but um but yeah and so it's just it's so frustrating to be looking uh, through through twitter and we'll I'll, I'll get to my my actual response in a moment looking through twitter which is a combination th- today today is a combination of uh people talking about how the oscars need to be more diverse i'm like ugh, and then people talking about how like uh it's just like oh just more liberal claptrap i'm like ugh. it's like i can't be happy at all and it's very frustrating but for me oscars, being in the middle the oscars should be more diverse i agree with I, I agree with that what i'm saying is i think the oscars and these nominations are a symptom of a problem and i don't think that and i um uh, I, I don't think I think the long term solution is not going to be in treating the symptom, but uh, in making deeper systemic changes to Hollywood in terms of diversity, both among uh, races and among uh, genders. Maybe the maybe we pull the camera back a little bit and reveal that it's really more about the marketing campaigns and that and the um, you know the amount of money and, and the publicists and the promotion. For these movies, you know, I'm sure if straight out of Compton or Dope or whatever other movie were, were given bigger pushes, they wouldn't be given snubs. You know what I mean? Because that's all any it is. I mean, who the hell saw? I heard it's a good movie, but no one saw Spotlight. I don't. I don't know anyone who's talking about Spotlight. I love Spotlight. Yeah, it's a great movie. Well, I, but no one's going around like Spotlight. Spotlight. You got to see Spotlight. You know what I mean? I guess we travel in different circles. Well, yeah. all right. I, I'm not hearing people talk. Well, okay. Here's a another thing. Trumbo. Yeah. You hear one that, person say Trumbo. Now we're talking. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, that's that's an example I'm making. Like no one's talking about Trumbo. You know. <laughs> so I I think what I'll say is I'm that, saying I'm saying it's a. 
the puppeteer's fault. I'm not saying I, I think it's like not the Academy's fault as much as yeah. it is. They're 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 just dumb old people. They're like, well, what screeners did I get in the mail? And they didn't get a dope screener, so they're not going to watch it. You no. know, they're not. There's, they didn't get a dope screener as well as a billboard in front of their you know uh, Hollywood Hills house that says you must see dope. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. There's uh, yeah. Uh, so David, if you're talking about like when you say systemic, and you're if you're talking about like the way Hollywood functions, I'm so much more on your side at that point because, as you know, I'll lay everything at the feet of executive thinking. Um, but uh, but when it comes to the idea of of because you said like when you when you go movie by movie or category by category, that's when you can poke holes in the idea. Uh, but if you look at the larger thing, it's like yeah, but. People look at the individual categories. I look at the individual categories. Like yeah. if you look at the, in in the case, honestly, if you look at anything, if you look at the broadest possible idea, you'll look at, you'll see problems. But if you, if you actually look at specifics, it's almost never, hang on. I want to make sure I'm not being hyperbolic. I'll say it's, it's rarely the case that it is as simple as that. Do I think that you could, pro- you, I haven't seen Trumbo admittedly. Who has? Yeah. Um, but, uh, and as much as I love Brian Cranston. I love Brian Cranston too. But. But. I'd swap him out for Michael B. Jordan, no question. You know, right. and then you or, saw the. Uh, uh, or uh, what's his name? Beast of No Nations. Idris Elba. Idris But Elba. that's more supporting. I thought and, he was the star. I didn't see the movie. No, no uh, he's. Abraham Atta? Yes. Is that the actor's name who's the yes. star? Uh, and so, but that's the thing is. Even if you acknowledge a larger problem, implementation is always going to be on a detailed level, uh, on, a, on, a, on a more specific level. And once people start thinking in terms of, of specifics, they'll Samuel be like, well, Jackson, who, who would I, I would take out? I it for Samuel L. Jackson, to be honest. For Hateful Eight? Yeah. Hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's frustrating to – because I, I see where you're, where you're coming from. And I instinctively – it's like I would like if, if certain actors – and certain movies in general were just in the running more or in some cases at all, you know, whereas a lot of people were very upset that like straight out of Compton was not nominated for picture. That that's one that actually makes more sense to me because as Josh said, the, the Academy is older and maybe they're not too thrilled with what NWA is saying. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. The, yeah. That's true. I mean, that one makes more sense. Than also, I didn't see straight out of Compton, but uh, you know, the criticism of it was like, well, it's the, cr- well, pick one guys. He no, just pushed the microphone. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I can't see the, the levels. Um, I didn't see straight out of Compton. So uh, this, that was an argument about how close and loud I am. So yeah. They curious. probably heard why. Yeah. They got All right. it. All right. So uh, we of Rock Ridge. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I didn't see it, but I heard it's very it's very propaganda for for the for them. It's very revisionist. It's very you know, I, uh, Cube and Dre are the best, and you know, but there's not really any attention given to MC Ren or Yella or you know people who like were integral parts of that as well. They don't talk about Dr. Dre's you know domestic abuse and right. stuff like that. Which I didn't see the movie, but just uh, hypothetically, that would make an interesting, well-rounded movie to have your lead guy have this yeah. problem, you know, where he's also, or it could also ha- make big statements about, I don't know, the background that, you know, the upbringing that he has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he's if he's also struggles with the the issues that would bring someone to abuse someone domestically or yeah. in a relationship. 
Um, well, and then it, honestly, I didn't see the movie. Like glossing over the tough, the 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 rough edges would actually make it more likely to be nominated for best picture. I know it makes it more yeah, yeah. biopicy. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I guess I, I didn't want to make the episode about this, but right. I do want to. It's something that comes up year to year, um, and it should keep coming up. But uh, um, and 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 I I think it's good that it keeps coming up because that is what will. Um, spark change but unfortunately change um of something like this is going to take a long time we're not we're not going to see suddenly um uh, unfortunately we're not next year going to get a class of nominees that mirrors the same diversity of the culture got a snub yeah, oh, I would put Chirac for Best Director and Best Supporting Actress. I haven't seen Chirac, but I really want to see um, it. For Angela Bassett. It's fantastic. It is a great, great movie. Um, uh, what, I, what I will say is, if if you want, like, let's look at this from a slightly different angle. So, like, let's look at, like, at, at Best Director. While George Miller has been around for a while, yeah. you know, uh, he's never been nominated. He won the an o- Oscar for Happy Feet, though, for Animated. Which I know he did. I recognize that when you... When it's an animated film, did he not it, get any nomination for like Lorenzo's Oil or anything like that? Not to my knowledge. Uh-huh. Um, Wishes of Eastwick or something. something I like I doubt that one. No, that but, was like uh, a price, kind of a prestige movie. I think like Wishes Jack, of Eastwick. Really? I think Jack probably got a nomination or something. I don't know. Not that I'm not Maybe that I'm, I'm aware. Of. I don't know. Anyway, you were saying, your but point. from a from a directing standpoint. Um, and, and maybe I should look. Maybe I, I should look this up because, to my knowledge, George Miller has not been nominated for director before. The only so we've got Adam McKay, George Miller, Inuri Tu, uh, Lenny Abramson, and Tom McCarthy. The only person oh, who's I, been nominated before is the Inuri is Inuri Tu, who is not a white guy, and and this is coming off of a win last year. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. So he's almost like he's the veteran in the director's category, and of course George Miller's been around forever. So obviously that's not totally true. But from an Oscar standpoint, he is. He is like broken through, and he is mainstream now. To the point, and to the point that there's a lot of critics. That George don't Miller, in your too. Oh yeah. To the point, that a lot of critics don't really care for him. So it's like, so I guess I'm I'm inclined to look for the small. Um, victories and like the fact that in is always in the running now that yeah that is is something that's good it's just um it is good to look for the small victories but also not to be content with them or sure. to f- feel like uh with a small victory like that you're you're throwing a bone to the people who want uh diversity but, but I, I, and i think i think by looking at the small victories it keeps you from sen- from screaming racism you know what i mean but by but by well, not that, being this, this is a heavy topic i apologize uh but we can move on if you want uh i'm fascinated by what you're doing with your paper there oh um, yeah this is me in school <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can, t- I like, can tell <laughs> josh be right. quiet and then just okay i'll just do this then um but no i i feel like it needs to be a con- the tone needs to be a combination of looking for the small victories but not being content with them and that way you're not going to just use the word racist flagrantly which i think can be a problem uh but it also keeps you from resting on your laurel your laurels too much yeah i'm i'm with you that you as much as i sometimes feel like i want to shout racism or sexism people you you're never gonna 
make any progress. All yeah. that being said, uh, which one of these little blonde princesses <laughs> okay. do you think was real best quick, as the actress? Real quick, which of which of Eastwick was nominated for best sound and best score? Okay, but I knew it. it had something. I knew it was um, something. John Williams did the score. Did he? Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So let's start with actress in a leading role. Uh, I saw all of these. Um, I saw all but one. I didn't see none of them. Um, everyone's good in them. I like an underdog though, so let's get rid of Jennifer Lawrence. She's too big. All right, Blee, Blee Larson, she's a big deal. She's coming up. I like Charlotte it, Rampling. Give it to the old the old lady, okay. huh? Is Brie Larson the favorite at this point? Is she? I don't know. It's like a three-way tie. I think Kate Blanchett might drop down a little bit because she's won before, but I think Saoirse Ronan is getting a lot of, rightfully so, I right. think, a lot of press, and Brie Larson is marvelous. So I and think it's Carol between wasn't three. nominated for Best Picture. So that's, that's true. That is surprise. That does surprise <laughs> me. But we'll we'll get to that when we get to the uh, category. Yeah, but Room and Brooklyn both were. Yeah. So uh, actors in a leading role. Are we happy overall? Josh hadn't seen a single one of them. I haven't seen none of them. I think I'm I'm actually uh, very happy with it. For the most part, in general, I'm happy with the the overall slate of of movies and performances and screenplays and all that. No. Uh, there's a couple of things that frustrate me, but a couple of things that I'm happy about. But I like this all category- these movies except for Joy, but even that, I do think Jennifer Lawrence was good in it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, do we want to talk about... Um, How popular she is? I, I, I was going to say, do you want to talk... You, uh, having not seen any of these, whom would you nominate, Josh, for best uh, actress in a leading role uh, this year? Oh, who? Well, who? who did I see? I don't know the answer. Maybe I'll have to come back to you. Okay. Um, I would say mine. I'm going to, I think for each category, I'm going to offer one up, but I'm going to try to avoid ones that obviously the Academy wouldn't nominate because like I would put Shu Chi from the assassin, but yeah. I understand that's not an yeah, Academy. I would say movie. Rinko Kikuchi for, I kind of uh, thought the assassin was boring. Uh, I think it's beautiful. Oh, um, uh, as far as I pe- saw, uh, Ho Xiao Shen speak though, has screening of it. Yeah. How's yeah. he doing? He seemed to be doing well. Oh, okay. I started taking Mandarin to try to learn Mandarin. Yeah? Because and you like the way he talked? No, I was around the same time, I think, that, and I was like, oh, he's, he's speaking. And so he had an interpreter. And I would understand a, a word or two in every sentence. That's exciting. Um, Are you still taking Mandarin? Yeah. Oh, can you speak Mandarin right now? Say something. Uh, can you say something rude to Tyler well, and Mandarin? Uh, <laughs> oh. Um... Whoa! Uh, I'll, I'll need a second. It's okay. very. Ask me to say something, and maybe I can translate it. I'd well, be, let's combine two things. You say the best Ho actress. Ho Xiao Xin de Dianying, uh, the assassin. Uh, the assassin. I can't remember. I said Ho Xiao Xin's movie, The Assassin. Yeah, that's about the best <laughs> I could do off the top right. of my head. Um, but I would well, say, well, can, well, can le Ho Xiao Xin de uh, uh, Ho Xiao Xin de Dianying. I saw Ho Xiao Xin's movie. Okay. <laughs> That's what I said. All right. I will say I would have liked to have seen Belle Pauli from Diary of a Teenage Girl. That's my dark horse who I would have liked to see nominated in this category. Here's, okay. This is not the type of performance that gets nominated, but it's somebody that has been nominated before. I so, and I feel like Josh is just going to get mad at me for saying this or not. I don't know. Let's hear it. I so love Melissa McCarthy. Why would I get mad? I think she's in Spy. I, Did you see Spy? I didn't see Spy, but you, I, think I don't you'd love care it. for Paul Feig's comedy or Judd Apatow's or whatever. 
But I and I'm not, I'm not looking forward to Ghostbusters. I think okay. it's going to be bo- crap. It's all going to be crap. Okay. But I really like Melissa McCarthy and appreciate a committed performer who creates characters and creates visual characters and is such a visual, uh, such a physical performer. Okay, yeah, and that's, I do want that's to her. point out that Paul Feig and Judd Apatow are very different directors. Of they're nah, all going to suck. They make I, very different types of movies. Let's I talk about you know what you know what you know what I Let's thought move. was actually pretty good this year that no one liked was Irrational Man. I didn't see it. Okay. Good Let's movie. move on to directing. Okay. Well, we already kind of touched on it with uh, Inari 2. Yeah. Um, We're done with leading princess. There we go. <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird uh, note you're playing right now. Uh-huh. Okay. So directing, so we got Adam McKay, which surprised me. Um, George Miller, mm-hmm. Alejandro Inuritu, mm-hmm. Lenny Abramson, mm-hmm. and Todd, uh, Tom McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Tom McCarthy. Uh, I'm, I'm... I'm happy that he's getting any recognition for anything because um, I've been I've loved his stuff, especially for his best film so far. I think is it? Do I think it's his best film so far? I did like The Visitor quite a bit. Um, that got some attention. Yeah, I got it's got enough. Yeah, yes, for for actor. Um, and then uh, did he make The Cobbler? He did. No he one did. saw The Cobbler. Oh, I did. Been. How was it? Not good. Why was it so bad? Because I'll say this, it is a it is an ambitious failure, mm. but its ambition is weird. I watched some interviews because I'm a big Wu Tang Clan fan, and I've watched uh, sometimes I'll watch interviews with different Wu Tang Clan members, and uh, there's one interview where Method Man is kind of um, going off about how someone misrepresented him in an interview, and he's like, you know, yeah, she took a quote that I said, and you know, and, and ran with it when it's like that wasn't even what the interview was about. I was trying to promote the cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I'm. I'm here because I got. A, I got movies I'm working on. I'm in the cobbler. I'm trying to promote the cobbler, and and she's asked me about some shit or whatever. I thought it was funny. Oh, um, is... Adam McKay, Oscar nominee. Good for him. My guy's gonna be. My who do you think my guy is? If you had George to guess Miller. Me? My guy's George Miller. He's nominated, so good for you. I mean, I'm the guy. I hope he's the winner. I I think he deserves it. My feeling is that the Revenant. I liked the Revenant. I uh, really was into its spectacle and its production design and all that. But I felt like overall, my only major problem was that I thought it was just pretentious. And and really, like I have a hard time when when there's scenes that are so. you know, relying on like those CG, those su- super CG scenes were just sort of like t- take me out of it. And for some reason, like I can't, I can't, I can't get on board with this with the importance of it when, when it just I see this these cartoons in there, you know, mm-hmm. or things that just look like just distract me from, you know, everything else that looks like I'm there, you know, like there's things I'm like, whoa, this is real. This is that I'm there. And then I see the, you know, when they go to the extreme efforts of the natural light and they shot in sequence. And it's like, why do that? Why put the, why put the bear, this cartoon bear in there and these cartoon bison in there? If you're, I just think they're like two conflicting styles of filmmaking or whatever. It, it, it was, there were parts where I was like, uh, part of it will look bad to me, I thought. You know, it would take me out of us. I wanted, because it was well edited sequence, I wanted to be more on board with it. But, um, and then, you know, there's a scene where he rides off the cliff or whatever. Yeah. You know, and the, the, Poor horse. Poor CG horse. Yeah. I guess I did feel bad for the CG horse. So then I felt bad for the CG go. horse. I guess um, they, they won that right. one. Um, so I think. Well, I would. Uh, I'm not as big a fan of. Not that big a fan of The Revenant. I would definitely love to have seen. Um, 
Spike Lee get the nomination. That would be cool. Uh, although I love the Hateful Eight, um, I'm kind of like excited that Tarantino got snubbed. <laughs> I don't know why, because I love Tarantino, and, and I actually liked Hateful Eight more than I've liked his previous few films, but maybe it makes me feel like he's such a, his films are so reactive to his career. Are, are you guys cut out? His films are so reactive to his career, it seems like, that like maybe it'll make him really try to make his next movies restrained or better or something hmm. like that. Want okay. to talk about foreign language film? Let's. How do you know that's where I was going? Really? I had felt in my gut. All I right. wanted to talk about We're back it. in the episode now. Okay. Uh, for those who... Uh, we did do some editing there. Um, let's talk about foreign language film. Um, uh, a, a good crop. I haven't seen all of them, but I have seen Embrace of the Serpent and Mustang and mm. Son of Saul, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like Son of Saul has all the momentum. Yeah, uh, that's the only one I saw, Son of Saul. Uh, but em- Embrace of the Serpent, as listeners know, we had... Uh, who made that one? Uh, uh, it's a Colombian filmmaker named Ciro Guerra. Uh-huh. Um, we had uh, one of the actors, the the lone American actor in the movie, uh, um, Brion Davis, oh, was, cool. was on the podcast recently. So I'm very happy for him and for that movie because I thought it was fantastic. And who made Mustang? Mustang is a it's well it's France's entry, uh-huh. but it is a film that takes place entirely in Turkey and entirely in the Turkish language. Interesting. I guess that's just how these sort of things work. I can't remember her name. Yeah, isn't it's it, Denise isn't it something, also, but it's also a great movie. Mustang is fantastic. It's also kind of shitty of the Academy, <laughs> if we're bagging on the Academy, that they list they, they list the actors, but they don't list who's got the nomination. We printed out this Academy sheet, they, and they list the name, but they don't list, list who's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like the name of the director, or whatever. yeah, or yeah, the yeah. name of the uh, uh, composer or costume yeah, that's designer. True. That's true. Um, Son of Saul. Uh, to jump back to the Revenant, Son of Saul, I feel like had the gravitas that I was craving from the Revenant. Like to me, Son of Saul was not pretentious, and uh, you know, um, whereas the Revenant was. <laughs> I don't know. It's my brain stopped short. Someone pulled the plug. Uh, so, but, yeah, it 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 uh, it it was great, and um, yeah, and but it does it does have the momentum, like you were saying. Like I think that's yeah. the obvious choice. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, too bad the assassin was not uh, nominated, but um, I guess I understand. Um, <laughs> it it is. Bo- it was a little boring. It is not. A, it is not an academy type movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I don't have anything to say about animated short because I haven't seen World of Tomorrow, but everyone who has seen it says it's yeah. one of the greatest things to have ever happened to cinema. Oh, so um, and uh, it is apparently on Netflix, so we can all oh, watch uh, World of Tomorrow. See it. Didn't whenever. see animated short. Uh, let's move on to original screenplay. Okay. Um, Ooh. Oh, Ooh. I am excited. About, I mean, even though uh, I wouldn't have nominated it, I am happy about how much awards attention Ex Machina. Has gotten yeah. as a, as a why like, wouldn't you have not nominated it? Uh, just because I think there are things that are better in terms of original screenplay, but it oh. is a really good screenplay, and I like seeing this sort of, um, you know, it's very much a sci-fi like a genre type movie. I like uh, get as much uh, as much both for for him and Alicia Vikander not here, but um, I think she was great. In it. She was great. It was a great physical performance, and I didn't yeah. see that Danish girl. Yeah, um, you don't need to. Oscar which Bates. which would you have nominated for her for? A Danish Girl or Ex Machina? Ex Machina, definitely. Danish Girl is, I mean, I haven't submitted my list of the Oscar bottom Bates. five worst like movies of the year so far. Wow. But Danish Girl is a contender for 
uh, and that this is five least favorite, not five worst. Sure, Because, sure. you know, obviously there are dreadful movies out there, you yeah. know, uh, but... Um, Red Mane. They love Red Mane. Yeah. Boy, they know. do. But, uh... A he's, a, sc- he's a farce. This guy stinks. We'll get to, we'll get to him. He's a bore. Um, All right. But do you have any other um, thoughts on original screenplay, anybody? I hope that Ex Machina wins, and I like uh, the ending, and I like... Uh, I like the script. I think it's good. It's original. It's got something to say. And what else can I say about it? Here's where Straight Outta Compton did get its due. It's not based, but here's the thing. It's not based on anything. Well, that's why it's in the original screenplay category. Well, but Straight Outta Compton (laughs) is based on something. Spotlight's based on something. Bridge of Spies based on something. I see what you're saying. history, you know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, Inside Out is also based on something. I didn't see Inside Out. What what is it? No, uh, uh, it's just being pretentious. Yeah. Um, right. No, Inside Out is great. Now I, I always like when animated get, animated films get nominated for things outside of the animation category, which yeah. has happened a lot in the last probably six or seven years. Um, it's it's pretty standard at this point that not every Pixar movie, but if if it's gotten any kind of acclaim at all, it is not un, unheard of for Pixar to be nominated for screenplay, which is very exciting. So. Um, what would we have nominated that isn't? Uh, Love and Mercy. Youth. I think. Um, and then I did like the screenplay for Hateful Eight. Um, I liked it too. Yeah. I And that was another one. I was surprised it got a snub. Yeah. But also maybe it'll make t- Tarantino... Try harder? Try harder. Yeah. I loved Hateful Eight. I, I think I liked it. I, I liked it more than... Django or Inglorious Bastards. Oh wow! Well, I wouldn't go that far. Um, and uh, Death Proof. I mean, because those movies, I had complaints about mm-hmm. them. Like I liked them, but I was like, for me, they both kind of like Django had three endings tacked on, and then it broke its own rules, and characters suddenly decided to do things that seemed out of character. Those were my complaints about both of them, you know. Or things would just be set up, and then nothing would happen. like. Those were kind of the things that was like that annoyed me about those movies. You know, in Death Proof, I felt like the dialogue was indulgent in a way that I didn't want to listen to. And this one, I, other people have had those complaints about Hateful Eight, but I didn't have that problem watching Hateful Eight. I, I enjoyed... As is often the case with Tarantino, and I and I do like Hateful Eight, the screenplay is usually where, even if the overall plot is kind of going off the rails... That dialogue and the characterizations are so good. Yeah, uh, it's hard to. To me, it's it's hard to deny but him. Do, uh, I know we're getting off track here, but <clears throat> and I don't want to spoil the hatefully for people. But yeah. it does. Most of the a lot of the characters in the movie become different. You know, you learn more about them. They become different from who we thought they were. <clears throat> in some cases, I feel like the dialogue that i liked early in the movie i end up thinking that it gets sort of tainted by what we learn about the characters do you know what i mean oh sure like, well like tim, t- tim ross character yeah. early on is my favorite part of the movie yeah and then the more i learn about him i'm like oh so all that stuff he was saying before doesn't really hold as much weight as it did when i thought he was this other thing yeah i i, I definitely know what you mean to me it's almost like and this comparison hopefully it might be something of a spoiler it's like mad eye moody uh, <laughs> right. It's yeah, like yeah, I yeah. love what Brennan Gleason is doing. I like the characterization, and then I realize, like, oh, never yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah Barty Crouch. Right. Like, if there, well, uh, it's like when there's a twist, and the twist seems to um, 
deny. Yeah. And yeah. So I was, I, I was, I think of the three of us, I liked Hateful Eight the least. Yeah. Um, I was very disappointed in it. But, I, but I do love that Love and Mercy script. I think that's, yeah, that's uh, a good one. one. Have you seen Love and Mercy? Mm-mm. Oh, it's Wait, great. Who's Love and Mercy? What's that? That's about Brian Wilson of the uh, Beach oh, Boys. No, I haven't seen that it's one. great. It I is think. very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to documentary. There's some good stuff here. Um, the only one I saw is one I don't think deserved a nomination. Which is what? Amy. Oh, I think the Amy would make my list. It did make my list I for the BP's Amy nomination. I think Amy was, uh, uh, I liked the topic, and it made me like um, Amy Winehouse in a way I wasn't really familiar with her stuff. Okay. And But I felt the actual directing of it was really bad, and... Uh, what was my big problem when I saw it? That it was, I, there were some things in there that felt as exploitive as the stuff they were talking about. Like, um, and I just almost like I didn't trust the mood. I didn't trust the filmmaking. Hmm. It, it, and there was a lot of like, uh, I think it was just like, I'm trying to think, poorly assembled or something, or poorly edited, or. There, there would just be things like, why are they showing this? Like, there, there's a shot where they show her really awful and, like, in her worst state, you know? Did Alex and, Gibney direct it? No. No. But it Steve Capadia. It, okay. came, it came, it like, immediately after they were talking about, like, the... Um, it, it came immediately after they were talking about, like, you know, the, the media was going crazy, the paparazzi were going crazy, and it just felt like it was, it was exploiting her at this point in the documentary in the way that they were being critical of the paparazzi exploiting her. It would, like, I, I would have preferred more about how, like her being charming and her being a wise-ass and her shit-talking. You but know? I guess I feel like the things you're talking about, I, I can see that complete, but I feel like the things you're talking about were presented with more sympathy and less gawking. Because I feel I felt- like it was like trying to like, uh, exp- it was like, Ooh, can you see like ooh, like was it? And I didn't feel like that. I felt my heart went out to her. I felt like I, uh, it's the kind of movie that made me feel like I got to know her. I guess I wanted more of that. I guess I, I wanted like I. Those were my favorite parts of the movie when you saw like her personality and you saw her like, oh, you know, like being insecure or like oh my god, Tony Bennett or oh my god, you know, like ugh, Justin Timberlake, you know, like that was all <laughs> made me like really endear. I, I found her endearing when when they were. You know, I feel bad. I've seen, I've seen none of the nominated. I didn't see films. the Miss Simone, the Nina Simone one. I heard that was great. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And the one, Look of Silence, of course, I've heard is marvelous. Yeah, in Cartel Land, I talked about on the Movie Journal episode uh, just last week. Um, the one that I uh, also talked about in the Movie Journal, the Listen to Me, Marlon, the Marlon Brando documentary. Oh yeah, I heard that's great. So too. amazing that I, I wish that were wish that were on here. That's a bummer. If only there were some awards ceremony out there that could rectify this mistake. Just uh-huh. it, it, Look, it doesn't have to be quite as prestigious as the Oscars, but as long as it's out there, and I will uh, use the opportunity. I'm glad you guys brought that up, because I need to uh, <laughs> tell everybody that if you go to BattleshipPretension.com, the, uh, the nominations for the BPs uh, have been announced, and at the time of recording, I don't know what they are yet, but I'll say... <laughs> They're great. Yeah, fantastic. I stand behind them. Well done. Um, let's move on to original score. Okay. Okay. Hey, hey. I'm ho- I'm rooting for the hateful eight. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's I want, great. I want Inyo to. Uh, I want to see him get on the stage and get an Oscar. It is frustrating to me that the first time Carter Burwell, my favorite composer, is nominated, 
I'm rooting for a different score, which is Hateful Eight. And while his music is marvelous in Carol, I feel like it borrows a little bit too much from Philip Glass and I, and I, I have a hard time embracing it. I 100% I love I, I would vote for Carol out of this um but I do I do understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But I think it's right for the movie. It is right for the movie. And I mean I I was listening to the score the other day and I was just like really have, having an emotional response to it. It's a wonderful score. Um Hateful Eight, but I, I've also been listening to Hateful Eight and feeling like a badass as I yeah. drive around. Right, it's pretty um, great. Sicario also, I think, has a really great score. I was very yeah. excited that it was nominated. Yeah, that is. That is Sicario yeah. did have a good score. That was yeah. like the thing I liked the most about Sicario. Yeah, is um, it up for cinema? Uh, we'll get to cinematography. I thought. Yeah, it was yeah that's it cool. Is. I'm glad Sicario got. A, like, I remember thinking, like, ooh, this music, like, this music's good, or this yeah. music's yeah. effective. It is yeah. very effective. Yeah. The well, one I, I was will... being taken out of how pretty Emily Blunt was. Um, I do want to mention this one didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of being nominated, but the score for Victoria, the um, mm. two and a half hour single uh, take Spanish movie, is uh, really cool. Um, it's definitely not a traditional; it's more electronic, uh, and it's really good. Um, but that was who directed good. that one? Uh, Sebastian Schipper, I think is Schipper. Um, his name. Speaking of snowballs, uh, I said Spanish. It's a German film. Okay. Um, the character, lead character, Victoria, is Spanish, but it takes place in Berlin, and the director's German. Oh. Speaking of snowballs, chance in hell. Um, I will say that uh, I like the score to It Follows quite oh, a bit. I liked It Follows. Is everything good there? <laughs> I can't tell. That's me. Yeah, All that's right. me. All right. What a cursed episode. Okay, sorry, yes. everybody. Yes. I, I feel like, I don't know how, but I feel like this is somehow Josh's fault. <laughs> I don't know how that is. Uh, and I meant like one of my most low-key. I feel <laughs> yeah. like this is like a, a, like one of my most low-key episodes. Um, maybe you, maybe you, you need me to up the ante a little bit. Maybe, too, maybe like, that'll jumpstart this fucking soundboard. Yeah. Keep the damn thing in check. Uh, should we move on? I don't have much to say about production design, but I don't know if you guys production do. Production design, Jack Fisk is nominated for The Revenant. Yeah. He's pretty, you know who Jack Fisk is? No. Yeah. Jack Fisk is, why don't you tell him? Jack Fisk, he's done, he's. he's he does Malik, Malik, a, a lot of Malik. Malik films. Lynch, De Palma, uh, married to Sissy Spacek, no. P.T. Anderson. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I know he somebody. directed Raggedy Man and da- uh, Daddy's Dying, Who's Got the Will. Oh wow! And um, uh, something else I forget. I know. Yeah, I actually know somebody that uh, is has worked with him a lot on like the Malik films he's done. And, oh wow! Uh, says that just like he's like a super, not only a super nice guy, but also just obviously <laughs> has an almost innate sense of what sh- of what something should look like without even having to just instinctively seems to know it. Anytime you see a movie and you're like, Oh my God, this detail is amazing. It's almost always Jack Fisk, who was the production designer. It's like, ama- he's like a real amazing production. designer. It's amazing without being in your face. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, kind you of- just feel like it's you, you. This is like, there will be blood or any of those Terrence Malick movies. Or I think he, um, I think he did elephant man. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. And then I don't know the other people who were production designers on these things. I'm the, sure. I'm sure. Uh, Bridge of Spies. Whoever did Bridge of Spies. Maybe it's like a who, who's is, is it Rick Carter or something like that. I don't know production designers. Oh, uh, yeah. And I actually don't know the the name of the production designer. But I will say that there are at least two categories where Crimson Peak 
should have been nominated <laughs> and production design is one of them. It's okay. absolutely amazing. Uh, is the other one sound editing? It is. Oh, okay. you, it's a symphony. I don't have anything to say about sound editing. I don't have, to, or, uh, you know, I don't have anything to say about sound editing, but sound mixing, I got a lot to say <laughs> oh, about put, that. Put, put a pin in that because we're gonna get back to one of the big ones. Okay. Actor in a leading role. Oh my god! All right, who Ryan we got? Cranston for Trumbo. Trumbo, we're going for Trumbo. Away. Trumbo, 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 Trumbo. Yep. So here's the Trumbo's deal. got it locked down. One hundred percent. It feels almost as though. Brian Cranston. Okay, I haven't seen Trumbo. From what I've heard, he is very good in it, and I'm I sure and, I, and I have good. no doubt. Um, but it, everything about it seems as like the Academy is like, we like this Brian Cranston guy. Let's get him in here. Well, let's. What can we do to help him out? He's kind of new to movies. He's been doing TV for a long time. He's kind of new to movies. Oh, now he's playing Dalton Trumbo. That's about us too. Uh, <laughs> so let's do that. And it just. And again, I'm sure it's fine, but I can't imagine it being better than, for example, Jacob Tremblay from Room, or sure. uh, or any or Michael Caine in Youth, or any number of others. Um, yeah. And then I didn't see. Yeah, they're they're edging out the oldies. They're edging out the old people who are. They're like just drop already. Yeah, it's it's a thing that I was noticing today is that if you look at Brian Cranston's the oldest of these actors, hmm. and he's. He might be older, but he's new to. But movies. he's I'm new sure to Trumbo's movies. Trumbo's great, and I'm sure it's great when Louis C.K. is like Trumbo. You're uh, uh, going crazy. Uh, you you say these outrageous things. Uh, do you mean them, Trumbo? That's a Trumbo. You're nuts, Trumbo. That's a shockingly good Louis C.K. <laughs> I didn't think he was somebody that somebody that you could do an impression of, but now I realize. Oh, it's all in the cadence. Well, the reason I have a decent Louis C.K. impression down is because if you go to any... Ooh, I shouldn't be saying this. I'd get in trouble in the comedy community. You go to any open mic or show, you're liable to hear someone delivering <laughs> right. a joke oh, in yeah. his cadence. Okay. Um, uh, saying a word with uh, a question mark? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this, this category is Trumbo? full. I also didn't see Trumbo, so I can't speak to that. But it's full of people who were good, but I could definitely sub in other people these are a lot of i don't cares know, and like dicaprio like eddie redmayne my gut is uh um, oh let's give it these are all ringers for dicaprio really yeah doesn't it seem like that just uh no, like these are all to like, be knocked down by him yeah doesn't it seem like that they want to give it to leo and it's all I, like they're not gonna tyler's more the expert on this sort of thing how do you feel about it i like i'm i am on yeah i've decided in my um adulthood Whereas when I was younger, I'd be like, Leo stinks. He's a little girly face. You know, I mean, I liked him pre-Titanic. And then there were a few years where I was like, why does Leo have to be in every Scorsese movie? Now I'm like, you know what? Leo's our guy. Leo's our yeah. movie star. And Leo's great. I'm on board for Leo. He picks great movies. He tries to make great movies. He gives, he's got good taste. Yeah. And I think this, along with, along with Wolf of Wall Street, has shown that he is a very physical actor right more so than, than Wolf people to think me was like the return of leo like the leo we knew when we were kids it's like this guy's yeah. giving it his all is i it? still think i think django is his best performance yeah he's, he is great at it's that. true django but wolf of wall street i mean he's he's wild in that movie um have you heard i remember he talked about how he sees django unchained the great gatsby and wolf of wall street as kind of a trilogy for him in that he's playing men american men of power at like 60 year intervals 
uh, since, since the Civil War. Did he mean to do that, or did he I just don't know. observe it? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know. That's fascinating. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, it does feel to me like this ultimately comes down to DiCaprio and Michael Fassbender, and it's Leonardo DiCaprio's turn. Everybody knows it. Everybody is ready for it. Um, yeah. And and I'm it's fine. Too with, bad that it's uh, this one that it wasn't Wolf of Wall Street or Django Unchained. True. But you know he what? Was supporting in Django and Chain. But he's very—he okay. is very. Uh, the statue. This hey, an Oscar's of, an Oscar. This type of performance is—it's like um, Adrian Brody in The Pianist. It's like uh, Russell Crowe in Gladiator. It's a very specific type of physical performance. There's not a lot of dialogue. Uh, it's just what you see in his face and and level of commitment. So I think the Academy will be giving it to him. For a performance, I think is I'm fine with it. I, okay, I, you know, now, I think Michael Fass, Michael Fassbender does a great job. I was a big fan of Ian McKellen in Mr. Holmes. Holmes. Now, how being the Oscar expert, how close do you think Greg Turkington came to being nominated for Best Actor for Entertainment? I would say <laughs> that's they're would more gone. likely to nominate Sir Ronan for Brooklyn <laughs> for, in best be, for Best Lead Actor um, than Greg Turkington. But, uh, Although at the moment. He's doing okay for the BBs. <laughs> um, uh, as far as people with an outside shot, uh, I also really liked Jesse Eisenberg in the end of the tour uh, this year. No, Although no one can figure one, out who's lead or who's supporting. That's the thing. I think if you see the movie, it's pretty clear that he's the lead. Yeah. But because it's it's being pushed as the David Foster Wallace movie, yeah. everyone thinks the guy who's playing David Foster Wallace must be the lead. An but argument could the, be made the they're story both the lead. It, you know. Yeah, uh, like in the way that in Carol they're both the lead but I yeah. do think you've seen it yeah I do think it's more Jesse Eisenberg's movie I think so too he's yeah. he's the point of view character in a lot of ways which also uh, being the point of view character doesn't necessarily make you the lead in a movie um, but I think in this case uh, it does yeah he's so much more involved than simply being the observer you right. know um, yeah so best actor I mean I think it comes down to those two guys and up until recently, I would have said that it's like a shoe in for Michael Fassbender, but really, Dica- I, I don't DiCaprio like is talking about jobs. Uh, well, for um, <laughs> like as far as critics awards, like he's been getting right. a lot of them, but uh, the critics so, don't pick the Oscars. I right. saw a tiny clip of it, and it felt like I I don't know. It seemed like a a pushed American accent. I don't know how he talks. Does that bother? Because that never bothers me. But a lot of people are bothered. When you see a by, bad, when you hear a bad American. Yeah, it, it doesn't bother me. I kind of find it fun. I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with it if it's consistent, which it is. Right. Like if he goes in and out of it, that bothers me, and I just feel like we'll drop it or, or hire someone else. Uh-huh. Um, but it's consistent throughout. There's some people when I was a kid, I didn't know that they were British, and I thought that they were like just, I just you're not thinking about it, you know, like uh-huh. Tim Roth and Reservoir Dogs. But then mm-hmm. if you go back Once and watch you know, Reservoir yeah. Dogs. You can hear. I'm trying to watch the Lost yeah. Boys. Yeah, yeah. Watch the Lost Boys. Boys. You know, or, um, I'm fucking dying. I'm, you know, or yeah. Christian Bale in American Psycho is. One, I mean, I don't know that I. I, I guess really? I, I probably knew he was English at the time, but he is. It's a. It's a. He's one. very much putting it on. You know, uh, yeah. very. That's an over the top performance in a way. Yeah, yeah. It could work. It could work. Oh, I love it. Yeah. When Christian Bale does tough guys, sometimes he's really doing tough guy. The worst is Ewan McGregor's got some bad American accents. Yeah. In what? Cassandra's Dream. I never saw it. Or, I mean, I love Beginners, but in Beginners, he's kind of got a bad American accent. I think maybe, I feel like Guy Pierce has a pretty solid American accent in considering that he plays Americans in most of the films we've seen him in. Yeah. To the point that like when I saw uh, results and he's doing his his natural accent, I'm like, what? What? I was like, that's a weird choice. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's just him. We've been talking about uh, just 
male actors because we're talking about the acting category but melanie linsky is one of those who oh, is does american so often that when she speaks in her accent i'm I like had, oh right she's the best i watched a few minutes of happy uh, happy christmas yeah yeah i like that movie had no idea until that moment uh-huh and i was like what is melanie linsky doing <laughs> oh being herself apparently yeah <laughs> my, my favorite um bad one though is uh what do you want to know you want to know if i have a thing about eating a bullet from Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know if I have a thing about hiding a bullet? <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of Mad Max, let's move on to film editing. Okay. Uh, is, is Mad Max going to win film editing? Yes. Okay. Who is it up against? Who are we talking the about? The Big Short, The Revenant, Spotlight, and Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Yes, I think it'll be Mad, Mad Max. Mad Max. Give it to Mad Max. Like, the, I mean, it's just... Star Wars, yes, uh, there's a lot of great editing choices in there, but they're all fairly conventional. Same with Spotlight. The Big Short's okay. Uh, it has a, a nice pace to it. Um, but I think Mad Max... That's a wild... From an editing... Mad Max yeah. moves, baby. Yeah. That movie moves, baby. All right. Movie's on fire, baby. How's the sound mixing in Mad Max? It's oh my okay. God. They okay. mixed it to hell, man. That is a mixed movie. That seems like the kind of movie Mad that uh, a Star Wars might win. It uh, it might kind of category this again. Wars. So many of these tech awards, it could go. They could go to Star Wars, The Revenant, or Mad Max. Ooh, but There's, we could also do a little Bridge of Spies. Yeah, I don't know why that's in there for sound editing. Spielberg gets the best for sound he mixing. Rather, he gets yeah. some mix. He gets a mix. He mixes them good, baby. He sees that they're mixed. Spielberg says top they, to bottom. He goes, listen, I want the best mix. He leaves. Just, he leaves come no on note unmixed. I don't want yeah. to. Just, just, no, there's a spot here Look. you didn't mix it well enough. When you get <laughs> mixed by bit. Steven Spielberg, you know yeah. you've been mixed. Yeah. Spielberg, you know, we, we, we were having trouble mixing. And and Steven walks in the booth and he says, mm, you can mix a little better right here. <laughs> and we thought, thank God we got Steven. <laughs> Steven knows every aspect of the filmmaking process. And so when he tells us what to mix, we mix it. Um, let's move on. Let's move back to acting. Okay. Uh, actor in a supporting role. Actor in a supporting role. Male actor in a supporting role. I bet okay. you'll be Stallone. It's, I think that it's, I think it's between him and Mark Rylance. And Rylance I think it's, is great. And I think it's Stallone. Rylance is great. Yeah, good for. I'd be happy with either of those. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting category because, you know, most of the cast for Spotlight is eligible in this. Uh, I do think Michael Keaton is the lead. Now, is Spotlight a sequel to The Paper? Yep. But they're doing a, it's a lot heavier. Oh. Like it really, <laughs> they really amp things up. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's Mark Ruffalo is very good in the movie. Yeah, I know you like him. Yeah. For my money, I think Liev Schreiber is better, and I think Stanley Tucci is the best of the, of the bunch. Let me uh, the best of the bunch. Let me tell you why I think Mark Ruffalo. Okay, because the scene on the balcony or the porch with Rachel McAdams when he's talking about how he's a lapsed Catholic, but he always thought he could go back. Yeah, that's an Oscar clip, and maybe the other actors don't have uh, in uh, the other characters in in that in that movie don't have their Oscar clip scenes like that one. Yeah, Liev Schreiber doesn't. I'll, I'll give you that, but I think I think Stanley Tucci has okay. has a few, but. Um, but yeah, supporting actor, there's a lot of... I was actually kind of happy that Tom Hardy was nominated. I thought he, he did some really oh, interesting stuff. well, here's my criticism. <laughs> okay. Right? okay. I oh, like, it's about the accent? He's having fun. No, it's not about the accent. He's ha- Maybe this is more a script issue or a directing issue. Because uh-huh. I like Tom Hardy most of the time. And I enjoyed watching him. He's having fun. But as far as the development of his character, 
Like, every line of his movie might as well have been, Yep, I'm the bad guy. See, and I I'm t- the bad guy. And I, I disagree completely. You disagree? I feel, I think he is a I character that's remarkably sympathetic. He still, he is the bad guy. Uh-huh. Although, as we, as we stated in our movie journal, the true bad guys of the Revenant are the French. Um, they're the bur- they're the worst of the bunch. Right. But um, well, I'm but, the bad guy, and I think we should leave him. We should leave him behind because I'm the bad guy. But I, and that's the thing is like I think the I'm film. I'm the one who thinks we should leave him behind. <laughs> do, do you, does he like French bread potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> I do like French potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty. Mm-hmm. But I think as as far from the, I like the way the character is written as well because when you think about it, we're rooting for DiCaprio's survival. Yeah. But but what what's his name Fitzgerald uh, in in the film? I feel like I feel like uh, Tom Hardy's character Fitzgerald. I think his his survival instinct is just as strong. He's willing to go a little bit you know, much further than DiCaprio, but it comes from the same place. And I think he's such a fearful character that even though I'm often rooting against him, I still see where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. And, and I think a lot of that comes through in the, in his performance and in his eyes. I mean, Um, it's not, I guess him as much as I guess I felt like his character seemed more like a device, you know, it's, it's positive. You always like a device to be like, this, this is going to make it really hard for Leo. It, you always run that risk when when it's a an antagonist character yeah. that it's he's there only to oppose. But like I there feel was like no, I, I didn't ever saw any kind of. Uh, there were scenes when maybe he uh, was like, "Well, okay, you got my word," but but it felt like it was always a manipulation. Like I never had any. There was never any doubt of his motives, which were to be the bad guy. Is how I felt, and I think it's. To survive and do okay. Right. Uh, that's not to say I didn't like watching him, and I don't think that's like a fun part or, you know, I liked the, I liked their, their dueling, you know, and mm-hmm. I liked it, but I also was like, that's the thing, that's, I guess I'm saying like, when I call a movie pretentious, like, I don't have a problem with the movie, I don't have a problem with the adventure movie, I like this sort of stuff, it's as good as any action movie. But, like, to make it seem like it's more important than just, yeah. like, he's a good guy, he's the bad guy, and they're going up against each other is is silly. Because I don't yeah. think it was more than a fun action movie, which happens to go to extreme places, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, other, so... Uh, Who yeah, would you I have mean, liked to have seen nominated? Uh, a, a bunch of other people. <laughs> um, no no offense to, to, to the people that were nominated. Fine, respectable um, I thought Jeff Daniels and Steve Jobs is amazing. I thought Oscar Isaac and Ex Machina was great. Oh yeah, I that's think a good Oscar one. Isaac's a little over the top sometimes for me to buy in that part. He, I think it's like, it's some, I don't know how to describe it. Like I like him in Lewin Davis, and I and I think he's I can't I don't know how to describe. He he's doing everything right. Probably watching him as Poe Dameron is the best way to describe. Like he's bad. I think he's bad sometimes. <laughs> like he's like I'm. Uh, oh, that that scene. There's a scene in the in Star Wars when he's like, "Is this my jacket?" And then uh, and he goes, "Oh yeah, you went back." No, no, it suits you. Yeah, like that's so. I think just it's like this is my character. I think that genuine. he's. I think he's a character actor, and Poe Dameron. Even though he doesn't have a lot of screen time, I think he's he has a lead quality to him. Yeah, he's being the matinee idol at that moment. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. That's, he's fitting the role. Meanwhile, shaved head, full <laughs> beard, shirtless. That's the, that's the Oscar Isaac. I guess it's all like... And threatening. I, I think that's I feel like intimidating. Overdoes 
I feel like he overdoes it. I, I like to a point where um, it's like, it's a difference. It's like, oh, it seems like he's having fun playing this role, but sometimes I just feel like I don't buy it. And I and I, I bought it 100% no, of the time. I, yeah, I, I, I felt like a Especially guy who... Maybe I'm alone. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone loves Oscar Isaac. Oscar uh, Isaac, he's yeah. the best. I would have liked to have seen Kyle Chandler for Carol mm-hmm. and definitely Harvey Keitel for Youth, who is... He is great in that. We haven't so seen good Harvey Keitel in a long time. And that's yeah. why that's why Youth is like... It's like you you get to rediscover, oh, right, Harvey Keitel's amazing. I guess he's been storing it up. Yeah, because he's so good. <laughs> he's been looking for so an opportunity. I also... I do I Youth now. I do love... I think Kurt Russell is doing great work in Hateful Eight, and then I also love yeah. I love Paul Giamatti in uh, Love and Mercy. Yeah, all right. Kurt Russell doing great in Hateful. Hateful Eight is basically like it's John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, um, so of course he would be in there. Yeah, right. And the score is literally the rejected score from The Thing. Parts parts, parts of, of it. it. Yeah, oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's interesting. And then no spoilers but the ending is like i think feels exactly the same it's very close it's, you know and and the the sound design down to the sound design is there's the wind blow the how does that go again oh man that's a great got, impression you got, got lucy k down and yeah. you got wind yeah. blowing through white man if we had a thing in hateful eight if we had a bridge of supplies sound mixer in here you'd do <laughs> some say, you could you know do what? some you hide it they'd be like what is it what would it sound like if louis ck were in the hateful eight <laughs> Uh, uh, so you're on, you're on hit, hit, her, 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 her side. <laughs> Cunt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. From there to makeup and hairstyling. Makeup and hairstyling. Ooh, I hope the makeup go, go, ooh, uh, hey, what is this hundred year old man climb thing? I gotta see this. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, nobody knows. No, I, I mean, I know what it is. I just didn't see it. I wonder what it is. I mean, I, that makes me want to see it that it got a nomination. It's something right. that we're like, what's this movie? Yeah. Must have some good makeup. I think it. I have a screener. Do you really? I think so. I'm curious now. Uh, I don't like the title. It's cutesy. Yeah. Well, but doesn't it make you think, is it, I imagine it's a foreign movie. Yes, it is. It is. See, I, I so Probably like, it's a lost in translation in some way. Probably so, the right. foreign is better. The 100 year old man who climbed out the window and came down a mountain. Right? <laughs> right, yes. And um, the dying girl. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, I guess they can only find three. That happens here. a lot with makeup. Sometimes I think it's, like, I think in the past it's gotten down to two. Just for whatever reason. Uh, it's like, you know, you got five guys. You can Five guys? You, yeah, they, they, uh, they're, they're catering, catering the event. <laughs> People love burgers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess uh, I don't... I feel like Mad Max will probably Mad win. Mad Max has some pretty amazing makeup. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And well, just design-wise. I mean, yeah. When you think of, like, the design of Immortan Joe, that's makeup, that's production design, that's yeah. costume, like, that's... And also, like, I think when they when, when they look at makeup and hairstyling, that goes into the design of the, you know, the, like, Furiosa with her look, you yeah. know, and, and the, um, the Hellboys or whatever they're called. What are they called? The See You in... Uh, oh, I don't recall now. You know, the guys with yeah, the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the chrome. Where do they say they're going to see everyone? The gates of what you call it? It's been months since I've seen it. You know, but like, well, what's the, what's the other, what's another word for heaven? Valhalla. Valhalla. Ah, that's, that's what I'm a, saying. Yeah. See a Valhalla. I know about Valhalla. Um, All right. Um, adapted screenplay. Okay. Adapted. Adapted. Ma- major snub here. Uh, okay. And one that I'm kind of bummed about, and that is uh, Steve Jobs. 
I think that's a wonderful script. You're the only guy that likes Jobs. I feel like I like it. You too. I I, are the only guys. It sounds like you know a lot of assholes who don't know. I haven't heard anyone say they like Jobs. I heard. Well, Pat Healy actually had was saying he thought Jobs was bad, and he was saying, uh, his, "Wait, now uh, you can because Jobs is a different movie." Steve Jobs. Yeah, have you been watching Jobs, thinking it's Steve yeah, Jobs? Yeah, because Jobs is the one. The with only Ashton good Kuchu, part right? about the only good right? part about Jobs is Michael Fassbender. The lead of Jobs is great. That's Michael Fassbender, right? Yeah, yeah, Jobs. Yep. Yeah, he stars in Jobs. You guys need to check out I Steve. I saw that. I'm in it for a second. Um, written and directed by my friend Ryan Perez. Um, <laughs> the right. first. Steve Jobs biopic. Well, there's Pirates of Silicon Valley made for TNT in 1999. That's not a biopic though. That's the story of something. I don't know. It's anyway, biopic-ish, but yeah. yeah. Pat had a, Pat had a thing where he was um, said a funny thing where he was like, "There's the line where Jeff Daniels goes, um, I'll take care of it. I'm the Steve Whisperer, which mm-hmm. is not something that people said in the 80s.' And he, and he did an impression of Aaron Sorkin going, "It's a good line. It's a good line." What's a good line? <laughs> oh, because that was before the horse whisperer. Yeah, came out. it was just the no one was using that expression back in the back whenever it was supposed to take place. No one called anything the anything whisper. That's a good point. Hadn't thought about that. Really, the great writer. You know what? Call, I, I don't now like that, this movie anymore. Yeah. On this movie, and you know what? Jeff Daniels says it. Fuck him. I don't like him either. <laughs> um, yeah, I I love the script, and I and I think from a structure, I love the the choice uh, as far as structure. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm bummed that, it, and I'm not uh, as you know, I'm not a huge uh, Aaron, Aaron Sorkin, Sorkin fan, but I do like his movie writing, whether it be Moneyball mm-hmm. or American uh, President, the Social American Network. President, Social Network. Um, it's only TV where, and even then, I there's Malice. You like Malice? Yeah, Malice. That's is that Sorkin. I am God? Is that uh, I am God? Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Um, you want to know if I have a God complex? Let me tell you something. I am God. I am God. That's um, a trailer moment if I ever heard of one. So, um, but I'm not sure what I would swap out. I'd probably swap out The Martian, honestly. I, the script is fine, but I don't think it's anything special. I don't know. What do you think? Um, Did you see The Martian, Josh? Yeah. No. Okay. No, I actually think the script from Martian is great, it, huh? and it is sort of what uh, I've said like multiple times now, that uh, Drew Goddard's script is what reigns Ridley Scott in and keeps him from being... Uh, too self-indulgent which mm. he has been in the past and so if it weren't for this more grounded talky funny script yeah not funny that it's a comedy funny like wanna, the i didn't globes, see but, the martian but it, people are calling it a comedy and i've only seen clips well where it's the like, golden yeah. globes are calling it a comedy yeah, right people are making fun of the golden globes for calling it a comedy. <clears throat> i heard clip where it's just got all these like bad kind of pop culture things of like not this but might as well be going like What's up, bitches? Or something like that. <laughs> Is that a pop culture reference? You know, like stuff like that, where it's like, I'm back, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know? where, where it's like, you know, you're a fucking scientist, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, surprise, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> I don't think he says that. Goes, I, d- I don't know what I'm, you're going for. I guess I'm a Martian. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, uh, I guess I'm all alone. Uh, NASA saying, oh, we thought we lost you. Huh? Here I am again. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> sorry. Okay, <laughs> so you have seen the movie. I, you just went, did a whole this, scene from the movie. Yeah, I it's a very one, dramatic monologue. I heard one little <laughs> snippet, and then I'm like, all right, so that's probably what happens in the movie. Um but um, yeah, it's and this uh, I don't know. Guess I'm a, a Martian now. Huh? Population one. Huh? Oh, excuse me. Huh? Sorry, uh, I'll shut up now. Huh? NASA's probably getting. NASA's like, okay, put a can in it. Huh? Uh, run out of air already. Huh? Sorry. Huh? Okay, guys. So I got to figure out how to get out of here. I got to science the shit out of this thing. Huh? Okay. 
Yeah, that's the movie. That's, that's that it. You don't need to see it. If you haven't yeah, seen you it yet, it. you, you, you get it. No, I, uh, it. I like all these nominees, but I, um, even though it's uh, maybe too weird for the Academy, but um, Chirac, I think, mm. is a great uh, adapted screenplay um, based on They should pay more attention to what Spike does. Yeah. Yep. I do. I, I also love this. It got this. like an honorary thing, but it got no press at all, right? Didn't it get like an honorary well, Oscar? And there are people that, that hate that movie. There are people that love it and people that hate it. Like, there's not a lot of middle ground with Chirac. Right. Um, yeah, I understand people hating it. I mean, it's I gotta it's, see it. it's weird and it's completely uncompromising. And so if you don't agree with him, yeah. it's going to be a tough movie to... Have we talked about supporting ladies? No, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll I will say, uh, I from a, for adapted screenplay, I, I also love the script for the end of the tour. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, Let's move on to costume design. Okay. Costume. Another instance where Crimson Peak should have been nominated and should have won. And also, yeah, we're stuck with Danish Girl. Um, yeah. If there's Hateful any Eight instance, had some pretty great costumes it, too. Uh, Hateful Eight did. Hateful yes. Eight oh some, yeah, it, it very much did. Very much did. Got snubbed. Um, uh, I would agree. Snies got snubbed too. Um, but I would say if there's any category where I thought maybe uh, Chirac had an outside chance, <laughs> it would have been costume design because the costumes are. You know, uh, you've t- I know, Tyler, you've talked before in some of these categories um, that sometimes things get nominated less for best and more for just most. most yeah. And Chirac does have maybe the most costume design yeah. of any movie uh, this year. Well, and I say that, uh, you say that, but uh, you got to see Crimson Peak. And, well, you don't, you don't got to see Pan. Right, but it okay. has some really interesting costume choices in there. And Cinderella has some wonderful, like, this is, which, that, that was nominated, right? And Cinderella was nominated, so okay, I'm good, all for good. that. That's okay. actually a really good one. Yeah. Um, yeah but uh, I actually, I'm going to agree with Josh, too, with The Hateful Eight has, has fantastic costumes. Yeah, it really does. Um, like, yeah, they, I, they feel lived in, but they're also iconic at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, That's yeah, a key I thing about covet some in. of those things. I want, I want... I want uh, Samuel L. Jackson's cape thing. Yeah. Or uh, right. Damien Bashir's big, big coat. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've i been watching a lot of like some documentaries lately, like uh, like some Frederick Wiseman ones, if you've ever seen any of his. Uh-huh. And uh, and I watched that movie Wanda by Barbara Loden. And um, if you've ever seen that, and it's yeah. from the 70s. And these movies, like, and like if you think about the movie, if you've ever seen Alice in the Cities, the Vim Benders movie, these movies do like a really great job at capturing a lived in early seventies or just we like, this is what stuff looked like, whether it's like a supermarket or whatever, everything looks lived in. That's like the one criticism, like where you think of like a lot of these big product, like even Spielberg movies don't get it right. When you see a movie like Wanda, where it's like, this is just, or like a woman under the influence or something. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they're yeah. just grabbing this off the street. And that's what these real people look like with their hair and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, lived in is the is the one thing that's like really that people don't don't get right when they're doing period stuff i remember david you had said this about la confidential from a costume and art direction standpoint i I didn't it's tom anderson in los angeles plays itself says okay about that that everything's a few years old well well, what what tom anderson is pointing out when he talks about la confidential and the way because he has a lot of not good things to say about that movie in terms of how it treats Los Angeles. One thing he really likes about it is the production design because he says it's a movie that recognizes that any given year isn't just that year. It's all the years leading up to it. Yeah. So, um, the movie, 
LA Confidential might take place in, what year is it? 53? 53, 53, 53. But some characters live in apartments that were clearly built in the 20s and 30s or right. drive cars from the 30s. Yeah, and like a lot of these... Changeling, that was the one thing I liked about Changeling. Yeah. And I feel it's like... not a good movie. A lot, a, lot of, uh, a lot of period films are kind of playing the essence of the era as opposed to the specificity mm-hmm. of the era, which can work depending on the film. Um, like, yeah. for example, I feel like Carol looks about as beautiful as, as that era can look and, and I'm, a, and I'm okay with it because of the, the tone that it strikes. Well, I heard, I heard an interview uh, about Carol, maybe it was Terry gross or something like that. And she was asking with Todd Haynes, she was asking and I didn't really get a chance to hear the answer, but she was saying something like, it seems like the two women are using different acting styles. Like one is kind of like, um, you know, more like, uh, um, you know, naturalistic and one is more like, yeah. hello, I'm the 50s housewife sort of a style that was going on in acting back then. And I think she was asking if that was intentional or something like that. Is that, would you say that's accurate? I, it might be intentional because Kate Blanchett's character is trying to, do you I, know what I mean? Like yeah. put on a certain. I wouldn't get uh, 50s present. housewife from her. I get, I get, I get like Norma Desmond from her, but. <laughs> well, something, yeah. maybe I misheard it. But, but something so, from that Something era, yeah. like, you know, like in the way that, um, that all, all or the what's his one far from heaven all yeah. is, is like a homage to all the heaven allows. And right, so she's yeah. kind of he's kind of doing a Cirque style yeah. thing, and there's like fifteen probably like fifteen years separating the characters, right? Yeah, so it makes sense that Renumara's character would be would have a more modern sensibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's true. All right, let's. Uh, all right, back to the one Josh wanted to talk about. I think actress in a supporting role. Okay, okay. what do you want to say, Josh? I like Jennifer Jason Leigh. Yeah, she's pretty great. Rooney Mara is a lead. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- um, this is a thing where you almost can't blame the Academy because they um, bo- I guess the they- Weinstein Company is clearly pushing for your consideration Rooney Mara supporting yeah. uh, a- actress. And I think that's probably people vote based on... I mean, you were talking earlier, Josh, about people voting based on what billboards they see. Yeah. And if their screener they got for Carol says on the back, for your consideration, Rooney Mara for supporting actors, yeah. that's what they're going to vote for. Yeah. The thing that gets me is that, so they're both obviously lead, but if I was pressed, I'd say Rooney Mara is the lead that's and exactly Kate Blanchett I, is if, the supporter. If I had to pick one, it's even more Rooney Mara, Rooney Mara's yeah. movie. But um, <laughs> Rachel McAdams is very good in Spotlight, but I don't, I don't think she's nomination- Good, um, in okay. spotlight. I, I do, do love Kate Winslet. I think she's so marvelous. As we discussed, Alicia Vikander is nominated for the wrong role here. Yeah, because um, I'm sure that the Academy, if we're if we're going to be a little, and this girl got a them, bigger push than Ex Machina. Yeah, well, and it's just like it's more well, of an Academy. It's an Academy. Group. Yeah, it's Oscar bait crap. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and now I'm gonna. People are gonna think I'm, or rightly think I'm, really in the tank for these two movies. But I want to mention uh, Angela Bassett and Chirac is doing oh. among the best performances of her entire career. I gotta see it. And also, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea because it's way over the top. But Jane Fonda in Youth, I think, is fantastic. I gotta see Youth too. Well, I yeah. Here's the two that I love. I love Rose Byrne in Spy. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And then I, I like know your, I like your Spy support. Uh, today. I just loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, and then, David, I know you're not a fan of Joy, but Isabella Rossellini is so much fun. Oh, okay. See, I thought you were going to go with Elizabeth Rome. Who well, was she's also, also great. And and as is Virginia Madsen. But Eliz- uh, Isabella Rossellini is the one that, like, I just, 
anytime she opened her mouth, I'm like, I don't know what she's going to say, but I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, but by and large, I'd say this category is pretty solid. I mean, even then, like when I said I did, I wouldn't nominate Rachel McAdams. It's not cause she's bad. It's that I think there are others that are better, Yeah, but she's still very good. And she's in that scene that you're talking about with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. So, uh, Josh, whom would you nominate this year that didn't get nominated for best supporting actress? Um, what did I see? I liked Alicia Vikander in Ex Machina, and then yeah, I don't that's know, one. maybe I didn't see enough else. I liked Jennifer yeah. Jason Lee. This what is always this is always a deep bench. I feel like every year supporting actress is always a lot because I I Both love supporting I loved, categories are always you've got yeah. like twenty you can draw from. I loved Kristen Wiig in Diary of a Teenage Girl. Mm-hmm. I also loved even though she's already nominated for a different role, but Kate Blanchett in Cinderella is amazing. She is great in that. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's. And uh, in the spirit of, you know, performances that wouldn't get nominated, I would say um, Jessica Chastain in Crimson Peak is so much fun. And there's one very specific scene where she's serving uh, Mia Vashkowska with uh, she's serving her like soup or or porridge or something like that. And the way that she uh, scrapes the excess uh, into a bowl off of the spoon uh-huh. is she it's like she's stabbing you in the heart it's a really <laughs> wonderful choice but uh but yeah so what's interesting so we haven't necessarily been going through talking like predicting and that's not what this is about which is fine and i'm terrible but, at it so I might, this I might have is, been taking i'm this not away a predictor either i don't yeah. know i don't pay attention to stuff i can usually predict based on just oscar history uh-huh. i got nothing for supporting actress i don't know it could go to any of these people my feeling is i hope it go well i feel like jennifer jason lee will get it because she's such a and this is just maybe being hopeful, but I feel like she'll get it because my I think she's probably the wildest perform gives the wildest performance of all. It's the most like uh, uh, yeah, you know, over the top and stuff. And 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 I'm guessing all these things are more all these characters are more reined in performances. Am I wrong? That's an interesting. Yeah, that's, that's true. No, you you're, know, you're exactly. And right. she's like the one who's like, I'm the wild card. You know. Also, has Jim originally has she won an Oscar? I don't think so. She I, hasn't. So she's the oldest in the category and has never won. Yeah. I know voters tend to take that sort of thing into consideration. They right? do. And it is kind of like a comeback role for Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. Um. Although she was also great in Anomalisa this year, um, but that's just a voice uh, role. I say just a voice role because that's, I think, how the Academy tends yeah, to think I, about these no sort question. of things. Because if there were any justice, Tom Noonan would be a challenger for Anomalisa yeah, right. because he does well, 160 Everyone. roles or something. Um, <clears throat> I think it could be Rooney Mara for the reason that we were talking about, which is she has so much screen time because she's basically a lead. Right. And that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's a, a thing point. that they'll do sometimes like with, uh, like with Timothy Hutton for ordinary people, like an obvious lead that they nominated and then gave him supporting, right. even though it was like, a first time. He did time. a lot of work. He, he did a lot yeah. of work in that movie. And so. he is great in the film. Um, and it's but, I mean, just that's like what they'll say about like, well, he was on so he was in the movie so much. Yeah. Right. It's just, it gives like, or even like a uh, verbal, uh, uh, what's his name? Verbal Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of a lead. But they he got best supporting, yeah. got best supporting. Well, and it's yeah. because when you've got that much screen time, people just have more time to see you act, yeah. and yeah. so you're more in their mind. Yeah. Who would you say is the lead of the Usual Suspects? Gabriel Byrne, maybe. Is you it Chaz Palminteri? <laughs> like he kind of. I think this is probably why people have one of the reasons that uh, some people don't like Usual Suspects is because from a story 
from a character arc standpoint, it's just a bunch of stuff that happens. Uh-huh. Um, it's about revelation and then it gets denied. Yeah. When and you're so, like, well, what actually happened? Did any of it happen? But if the if the lead of the movie is the one who is the person who comes to a revelation, who has yeah. the catharsis, whose whose point of view changes, then it's Chaz Palminteri, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> He's the lead of the movie. All right, uh, we settled that. Let's move on to cinematography. Okay. Um, Roger Deakins will once again not win. Why, why do you think he won't? Has he never won? He's, He's never, never won. won. And Sicario, not, is, it's good, but, but it it's just not a movie. And it's, it's also just it's not the uh, it's not the movie that the Academy. I think win- he should be winning. I for. think the Academy is nominating Sicario, and that's its award. I was happy it was nominated. I'm I happy it's nominated yeah. too, but I just don't. I don't see. The I like Academy Sicario, movie. but I didn't love Sicario. Like I didn't. I I also it, didn't. It, I, I, I liked it even less. Than my biggest movie. problem with it was 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 Emily Blunt in, in casting that role. That uh, that could have been. So many other people, and that was a, a bummer to me. Like I like her a lot. I like her, but I don't like her in that role. I just don't buy this delicate little thing with perfect bone structure as a SWAT, someone on a SWAT team. I just don't believe it. And, and, and you know, there's scenes where her buddy's joking with her and going, you look like shit. It's like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> she looks hot, you know? Yeah. Or like... It's uh, like, yeah, she might be a B-plus right now. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, and, and then I, I feel like that role probably could have or should have... It would have been like, you know, 15, 20, 20 years ago, uh, like a Holly Hunter or Jodie Foster type or something like that. Mm-hmm. But instead, like, well, she kind of will do that. I and mean, she didn't really do much of a much more of a character and like you know that scene where she where they're in a bar and there's the girl with the fried hair you know and she goes home with the muscle head who tries to strangle her yeah. like there John was Burnfield. a girl in there was a girl in the scene who was just like a extra or whatever and it's like well that's probably what this character would have looked like more so what track. what act what actress would you have liked to have seen would you like to have seen I don't know I mean like I don't know someone who I just would buy hmm. who looks like a more of a real person I like I'll but because that movie's so grounded, it's trying to be so real and real. Like I'll I don't mind Emily Blunt as a tough girl or whatever. Like Edge of Tomorrow, I'm fine with it because that movie is such a fantasy yeah. all around. You know, okay. and Tom Cruise is like it's a Tom Cruise thing. But this movie is so like everything's real, everything's gritty. The cartels. And we got Josh Brolin doing the job, which who I love usually, but he's just kind of like hey hey, I'm doing my thing. You married? You married? I'm a smug guy, sort of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. I, See, it sounds like you don't like any of the casting. I like Josh Brolin, and I like Benicio. I think I, I just would have liked the movie much more if it had okay. someone other than Emily Bunster. It's tough well, because I was thinking, uh, I, I think she's a, a very good actress. I think she does what she can with the role. Um, but And it's, it's a tough character because she, the character needs to seem green. Like she's the new one in this situation, but she also has to seem seasoned at the same time. So right. you can't Someone go too young. Team. Yeah, you can't go too young, but you also can't go too old. And I, so, like, she's well, there's not a lot of other people that I that would fit in that type of role. Uh, my, I mean, I have problems with that character too, but they're all from a screenplay uh, sure. standpoint, not from a performance who is standpoint. someone who who is a woman who's working right now who is like she's not just you don't look at her and go well she's just really pretty. I think Emily Bond's a good actress, but she's just miscast, you know? She's miscast. Okay. I don't know. I'm having a hard time thinking. I'm looking at, like, I'm like... Well, like we talked about, Melanie Linsky is a character actress, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and But you're saying, do you want someone who looks like 
Oh, like a Hillary Swank. Buff, well, like, Hillary Swank. like a Hillary Michelle Swank Rodriguez. Get that role because she kind of occupies the former Jodie Foster, Holly Hunter thing. But what I about mean, like Michelle Rodriguez? Who yeah, plays tough. Michelle characters? Rodriguez. I would buy um, Michelle Mar- Rodriguez. Much what's her more. name from Battlestar Galactica? Katie Sackhoff. I don't know Katie mm. Sackhoff, but you know uh, Michelle Rodriguez. I had someone in my mind right before you said Michelle Rodriguez. I forgot who it was, but some you know. Someone like Michelle Rodriguez, I would buy much yeah. more. All right. Uh, in any case, the cinematography categories we're talking about is yeah. uh, this it, one is chock full of of good. Uh, you got yeah. Edward Lockman for Carol, Robert Richards for Hate, Hateful Eight, Emmanuel Lubezki for The Revenant, Roger Deakins for Sicario, John Seal for Mad Max. Uh, I mean, it's. I hope Lubezki doesn't get it. He's kind of like to me. Lubezki's really good, of course, but I'm also most like Lubezki, sit down. You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually was talking to someone who works in the VFX world, and they were they and they were kind of trash talking Lubezki. They were saying that like you know, oh yeah, he's like we call him the gimmick cinematographer because uh-huh. every movie he's like got some sort of a gimmick. Now. Yeah, um, but it is like I don't know. I, I'm into I'm into what they did with the 70 millimeter for Hateful Eight. I think that's really cool. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Mad Max. I will say, you know, while I'm someone who's like I'm I'm the I'm one of those film nerd guys which i i prefer a movie shot on film like mad max was i think the first movie that i ever saw where i didn't care what it was shot like i was just in it right away yeah you know and it didn't matter to me that it was a digital movie ed lockman he's an old pro he's cool i have a i have a hard time with mad max for cinematography it it deserves to win but it's it's so harsh Mm -hmm. i mean it's beautiful but it's so harsh and aggressive right. that it's hard for me, it's t- it's hard for me to embrace it. Even though, if that's what I'm feeling about it, then mission accomplished. That's what they're trying right. to do. Yeah. But it's hard for me to. I mean, I know what you mean because I I normally feel that way, and it's usually like I go, "What's this digital looking crap? I don't like the way it looks." But this movie, I was like, just swept right up. Like mm-hmm. it didn't. Um, that was an interesting thing also about Hateful Eight. Five ten minutes in the movie. I was like, whoa, I'm really in this movie. I'm just watching this movie. I'm not like, all right, when's it going to pick up? Like, right away, I am I was on board with what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I do I do like... I, there, there are people that have had a problem with Hateful Eight being shot in 70 millimeter and all that because, like, well, it's all indoors. And I, remember I think thinking, that's like, what's awesome about it. Yeah. I, I, it was, I feel he, like you right. pick up so much detail of that setting. Yeah. And also, by the way, okay. it's not all indoors. It's like yeah. 35, 40 minutes before they're all inside yeah. the... Yeah, But, you, but also, like, indoors. that's like a... I think that's very innovative to use something that is typically used for this one thing and saying, well, what if we shot almost a, the equivalent of a stage play this way? Yeah, But it's absolutely. also supposed to feel claustrophobic where it's like you literally are in constant sight. You can't hide. It, wh- whatever you go, we're going to see you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's kind of what the I think it's trying to do. Well, um, I will mention... Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a Janusz Kaminski fan from way back. I think Bridge of Spies was really uh, well done. He didn't but, get one. Uh, if I were going to nominate anyone, it would be... I think it's Leaping Bin for The Assassin. Uh, I think even Josh, as he was found the movie to be boring, it's it was still a beautiful. pretty movie. Yeah. Um, everything was pretty. Everything was pretty. Um... Uh, uh, it follows looked pretty cool. Yeah, I remember somebody described the cinematography as sort of mimicking the the character's headspace because it's almost like a constant swivel. Like it's it's almost three hundred and sixty degrees. Like mm-hmm. the camera's always like moving in a in a horizontal way, as though 
we ourselves are constantly looking around to make, to see what might be coming our way. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that was on my, on my BP submissions list for a while until I saw a couple other movies. Um, I'm sorry to keep coming back to this. Uh, I thought Crimson Peak was shot in a very beautiful way, especially its use of color. And I think Youth had some really beautiful cinematography as really well. Did. I'm yeah. surprised you guys didn't see Irrational Man. Yeah, I missed that. I heard it wasn't very good. I liked it. I'm surprised. I don't know why people didn't like it, disliked it so much. I, I, I mean, maybe it's not it's not okay to say Woody to talk about Woody Allen or something. I don't know. I I thought uh, it was um, interesting movie. It was you know dark but funny, and uh, Parker Posey's really good in it. Joaquin's really good in it, and then I just forgot who the other lead is. The third one, the female lead. I don't know. Oh, you have no idea. You don't know anything about Irrational Man. Uh, Walking Phoenix is in it. Yeah, you didn't see a trailer for it. You don't remember. I don't watch trailers. I'm a snob like that. Okay. Um, wait, who'd you say? It's Twitty Allen. No, I. You said Walking Phoenix. Walking Phoenix. Parker, Parker Posey. Posey. Is it Emma Stone? Yeah, it's Emma Stone. Okay. Emma Stone's okay. whatever. She's fine. But uh, but Par- Parker Posey's really good in it, and Walking Phoenix is really good in it, and the cinematography is really. It does. Uh, you know, it's got that very New England feel. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, it's he's he's a professor at a New England college. Okay, and uh, you know they're on. Everyone's the got Patriot sweatshirts on. That sort of th- <laughs> that sort of New England feel. Yeah, I think Everyone's, I think you know, the you New got England it. liberal liberal arts oh, okay. type of a thing. Oh, I see shoulder patches. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. And just uh, but not the shoulder patches for hunting. Not those. No, things. yeah, shoulder patches for. The, the professorial yeah. shoulder crests. lots of crests. Right, very autumnal. I did you assume. see? Josh, did you see Listen Up, Philip? A couple mm, years ago? No. I think you What was it. that movie again? I forgot what that movie was. Alex uh, Ross Perry. Alex right. Ross Perry. I haven't seen any of his movies. It's uh, Jason, Jason Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Um, I don't watch it. You know, I get a little boom. All the all of those indie movies with the sh- you get a Schwartzman in there. You get a Elizabeth Olsen in there, or Elizabeth, what's her name? The girl from Mad Men, Peggy Olsen. Elizabeth it, Moss. Yeah, Noss. she's all, she's also in that movie. Yeah, she's you get her. She's they're all in these movies. You get a Duplass in there. You know that they're, uh-huh. they're all in these movies. These movies all blur together. Okay, well, I think you'd like listen up. All right, I'll I listen think up and watch it. Um, at some point. All right, visual effects. Okay, we haven't gotten an animated feature yet. No, we haven't. I know visual effects. Ex Machina wasn't bad. I thought that was good use. Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. Ex Machina is definitely. Uh, you know, it's, that was one of the few it's, where I was like, "That's neat looking with the CG." Yeah, you know? because it's subtle and it's lucent, you know, and yeah, it's well done. But there's only as much of it as they need. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, it's not like it's very it's very muted compared like compared to the other nominees, which are a more conventional idea for visual effects. Yeah, Ex Machina is very small. It's it's the visual effects. Only after I saw it did I realize, oh yeah. I guess I could yeah. kind of see through you, her, yeah, and that's not possible, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I don't think it will win, but I'm I'm actually very happy. It's it's always nice when you see them, not even necessarily thinking outside the box, but when they recognize that yes, yes, there's the things that we're all that we're going to nominate anyway, but. We recognize that you also have done some really good work. Like if you had asked me, "Hey, what is Ex Machina going to be nominated for?" Uh-huh. I probably would have I would have said supporting actress and then maybe screenplay. I would not have said visual effects even though they're some of the best visual effects of the year. 
Yeah. Because they're invisible. Yeah. But they're not invisible. Like they're right there. They're staring you right in the face, but you're not paying attention to them. They enhance, yeah, because they're, they're they enhance the character. character. Yeah. yeah. Now what about, I want to make a case for sometimes it's cause sometimes it feels like the mark of visual effects is how much did I believe it. Mm. But sometimes if computer generated uh, effects are doing things that you're, that aren't supposed to be realistic, like in Cinderella, when sure. you've got, you know, pumpkins turning into carriages and lizards turning into footmen yeah. and all sorts of things like that. Is that, is it just too obvious, you know, or too cartoonish to be nominated? Even I think, if, I think cartoonish. Even if, it, even if it's done well, the fact that it's intentionally I mean, cartoonish. You say the same with, with makeup effects where it's like, you know, if the, the makeup effects don't look like something real, but they look like something wild, you know, we're like, yeah. that's pretty, that's pretty impressive how they, yeah, and that sort of thing I think gets nominated, or does it? Do crazy makeup effects get nominated? Oh, sure. Did the absolutely. Fifth Element get a, a makeup nomination? Back I don't in know, the- but I could maybe. You know, I mean, when you think about like Pan's Labyrinth, uh, oh yeah, yeah, and then various Rick Baker stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was trying. I was going to say something. Now I don't remember. So we can move on. Oh, I, you know what? I hadn't picked uh, a oh, next okay. one yet. Um, song? You, you want to say some da, 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 I've got a, I've got a, it's very, uh, okay, let me cross that one off. How about and documentary then, short subject? Um, we talk about these guys yet? Uh, let's, you know what? You mentioned it before. Let's talk about animated feature. All right, let's talk about animated feature. What do you have to say about it? Anomalisa. You couldn't wait it. to get to it. I saw Anomalisa. That's all I had to say. Um, and so, I thought it was good. Didn't love it, didn't dislike it, liked it, thought the performances were very good, and it was good. Uh, this is a um, surprising category. I feel like they've gotten further away from it just being like the three big kids movies yeah. of the year. Because The Good Dinosaur wasn't even yeah. nominated. I think it's cool that they actually have gotten away from yeah, it. But, yeah, but it and is like there's no minions. There's like, it used to just be whatever the studios put out. But for the last few years, like... There's usually at least two that are kind of out, you know, yeah. outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like? The Secret of Kells yeah. uh, a few years ago, which yeah. is a good movie. You think that they'll just give it to Pixar every year, though? You think Pixar just because it's Pixar, they'll give it to Pixar? They don't know. They. I definitely think this year, though. I think this year, I think they will. But you don't think they'll get oh, by the way, before we forget, uh, Fifth Element's only Oscar it, nomination was for sound effects editing. Okay. Because Charlie Kaufman has won Oscars. Yeah. So he does have a history of being an Oscar boy. But well, I feel he's like a pretty Oscar boy. I feel like that, that's a weird... Hey, Oscar um, boy. <laughs> hey, thank that's a really time. nice shiny Oscar you thank got there. You, thank you big time, Oscar boy. <laughs> Come on over, Oscar boy. Oh, you got your... You picked one up for that eternal sunshine, didn't you, Oscar boy? <laughs> you got your little nomalisa. Can you uh, fix a shed with that Oscar, Oscar boy? <laughs> Can you fix a shed? I guess you could use it as like a hammer. Can you fix it? Say what if I had a hammer. <laughs> um, can you replace a, can you re- change oil with the Oscar I mean I could see them getting behind Anomalisa but at the same time it's just Boy in the World Sean the Sheep movie When Marnie Was There never yeah. heard of any of these When Marnie Was There is a Studio Ghibli film and then I don't know anything about Boy in the World oh that could probably win too huh? it could there's is that the one where he said he's, this is his last movie no that was last year and Sean the Sheep is the is, uh, did Miyazaki Arden. make this one he didn't make it no no oh. Just um, his studio. Sean the Sheep is the Ardman, the yeah. people who made Lost Oh, these are all, the, they love all these guys. These are, these are all, and who's boy in the world? I actually I don't, don't know. know. That's the one that, I mean, 
They love Ardman. They love Ghibli. Yeah. They love Pixar. And then they got that Oscar boy. This is the uh, this is the category where I'm not going to offer any I would have nominated because the only other thing I've seen is the Peanuts movie and I, I wouldn't have nominated the Peanuts movie. Is it movie. bad? I like Peanuts. It's not it's, bad, but it's not I actually I actually love the uh, the animation for the Peanuts movie. And I know mm-hmm. that best animated feature film doesn't mean best animation. I like Peanuts. You mean like the food? I like them and I like the cartoon, the strip. I like, I like to Charlie eat Brown. I like to eat Peanuts while I am reading Peanuts. Yes. Uh, let's move on to original song. Okay. okay. Um, I uh, like I like some of these songs. Um, the Sam Smith Spectre theme is not great. I right? don't think I don't. I, I mean, mean, it's grown on me a little bit. I've listened to it a few times, but it's not. Uh, it's not up there. It doesn't really. It didn't really stick with me. Like when I think of like recent Bond themes. Can you not tap on the table, please? Um, <laughs> Well, I am getting this. Is, this is like being school. This You're getting rough. it from all directions. <laughs> uh, Mr. Fatum, can you please miss your voice Fatum, down? please. Um, I imagine. I'd like to see you in like the paper chase. Like just in John Hausman's. Mr. Fatum, please. <laughs> Here is a dime. Extend your middle finger. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? We were oh, talking yeah. about something that Original was making song. me yeah. shift in town. <laughs> like, uh... Like for Casino Royale, the the Chris Cornell song was pretty good. I didn't hear the one for Quantum Solace. I love Skyfall. Um, oh, you heard this... the Jack White Alicia Keys song? Everyone hated it. It's sort of like the Sam Smith one to me. It's fine. Okay, well, that was the one thing I didn't like about Hateful Eight when he plays the White Stripes song. Oh, really? I think up. it. I think it. It fits okay. I like it. it, it um, all right, but I was sort of like, I wish he'd pick something better that's not kind of just a contemporary. I say good for him thinking about the you know in the last thirty years trying to include something. Yeah, to show that he's not you know he gets it. He he knows what the thing. Is that, he's all the way up to date to twelve years ago. I guess that's the thing <laughs> in my mind that like when the when the nineties guys get old that the only thing that they think is cool is Jack White is lame to me. Like, if you saw... What was the last Jarmish movie? Uh, the Vampire Only Lovers Left yeah. Alive? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they love Jack White. Yeah, they're like, you know, oh, this is awesome. Uh, nothing's as good as Iggy Pop. Nothing's as good as, you know, I was there when punk started. And then they're driving down the street and go, there's Jack White's house. Oh, I love Jack White. It's like... That's yeah, you saw the movie? Because yeah. that is essentially a line. These mouthpieces I was for an earlier, old aging punker. that is punker. a line directly from the movie. Yeah, I know. And it's like, <laughs> don't tell... Like, I love Jim Jarmusch, but old Jim Jarmusch, don't try to tell me what's cool now. Now, don't admittedly, maybe he's trying to throw some work Jack White's way, because they are buddies. Like, uh, you know, he was in... Uh, I would have rather... Were in coffee and I would have rather him been like, there's Riz's house. You know what I mean? Sure. Maybe just because I like the Wu-Tang Clan more than Jack White. But the Riz is not from Detroit. Mm. But the Riz, maybe he's got a house in Detroit. What if they'd said Eminem? Not as cool as the RZA. <laughs> All right. Maybe, you know, oh, there's the RZA's, look, there's RZA's poster. There's RZA's CD, something. Don't tell me Jack how cool Jack White is. Because um, uh, I don't think he's that cool. I'll say this. I listened to this Manta Ray song twice today. Okay. It's fantastic. Is it really? Yeah, I can't stop you listening really to it. really did your work. It's a I mean, really did you good listen song. because it was nominated, or did you listen to it because you liked I, it? You why thought, else would you listen to this song? I hadn't I heard mean, of it. any of this shit. I don't know what any of this shit is. No, I'm, I'm old and out of touch. It's very good. Um, Simple song number three. It's quite beautiful. It is, yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know that it's um, as good. I like this Manta Ray song a lot. I Earned guess it. I gotta look it up. The Fifty Grades of Shades of Grey song. I am a huge fan of The Weeknd, but I don't think this is his best 
song. Uh, that hit song. I do like that hit pop song that he's got playing right now. That's a catchy tune. Which one? The Hills? Whatever the one is that's popular. <laughs> well, there was Can't Feel My Face. That that's was a song one. of the summer. Then there's The Hills. But you see, I can't feel my face. I don't know Hills. I know Feel My Face. Okay. Um, and I actually haven't listened that's to That's a song of the summer? I thought it was the song of now. Uh, well, you're behind. You're like uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I know. Behind I'm, the I, times. I'm gonna be putting that song in my movie. Yeah, let them know um, I'm with the kids. And I, I haven't f- listened to the Lady Gaga song yet. And I, I do like find Gaga. myself wondering, knowing what Fifty Shades of Grey is about, and I haven't seen it, but knowing what it's about, a song called "Earned It." I find myself oh. wondering, like, what did they earn and how did they earn it? Oh, well, yeah, the the weekend's lyrics are as did they earn as an... X-rated in general as. Uh, well, I, earn... I guess that's what Shades of Grey wasn't. Did it was they hard. earn an orgasm? I guess hopefully. so. Hopefully, we can all. Um, um, what do we have left? Documentary short subject. Uh, let's talk about documentary short subject then. Okay. You seen Body Team Twelve? Then, Is that anything like Short Term Twelve? I'm assuming it's the. Sequel? Prequel? Prequel? Yeah. It's like, you know, how Pixar will do uh, their short, like, Toy Story right. things? <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Um, I'm looking here, and I'm seeing on there, it says this thing, Claude Landsman, Specters of Shoa. And sometimes I'll see something that I'm like, I'm fascinated by, and it'll send me on a tangent. Like, I really liked Son of Saul, even though I didn't, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch a Holocaust movie. But then I watched it, I was like, this is a really great movie. And so that put me on a Holocaust kick. So Whoa, that's uh, a pretty tough kick. So uh, so I I decided I I took Night and Fog home. I watched that. I took Triumph of the Will home. I've never seen Triumph of the I've Will. Seen that. Um, not all the way through. Um, I got to tell you, Hitler. Every time he went up, he didn't get one laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and he stole some of his bits from eighties Tim Allen. Um, but uh, I watched Triumph of the Will. And what do you uh, think? It's pretty impressive, right? Um, it's like a horror movie, kind of. Yeah. You know, it's. I mean, as a, cra- a crafted movie, it's like every frame is pretty great. You know, and yeah. as have a piece seen, of uh, Olympiad, not yet. I haven't seen all of Olympiad, but it's also pretty impressive. But the, the reason I bring up this Claude Lansman <laughs> thing is because I've also I've only watched part of it. I haven't done it all yet, but I've taken on the um, challenge of watching all of Shoah. Have you guys seen it? No. It's a nine-hour I, I, I documentary. I got it for my birthday, because what better gift? Uh, <laughs> but I have not set aside the time. Right. Well, you can. They, it separates it into pieces for you, okay. so you could watch it like a series or whatever. Okay. Of course, when I took it home, the discs were messed up, mixed up, so I, I watched part two. I watched this, <sighs> the second part first. Oh, it's like Memento. So I have to go yeah. back. But anyway, what I watched is pretty great. I now need to go back and do the rest. Well, of I know it's considered like Claude Landsman the- is Claude Landsman is the guy who exhaustively researched and did and interviewed and edited okay. Shoah for years. So this, I'm guessing, this documentary short subject is about making of Shoah. Maybe okay. it's just like one of the special features on the Blu-ray set. Right. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, <laughs> anything about by, the... uh, Lorenzo? What's his name? The guy. There's, there's a guy. I, I know too much. Never mind. Is uh, anything about the live-action shorts? I mean, I feel like I hate to say this, but I feel like we only ever go by title uh, and just like. I mean, but usually, I mean, they do become available, especially. We live in Los Angeles. We will get a yeah. chance to see them theatrically. Well, I like everything will be okay because that's nice. Yeah. That it reminds me nice. of, I've talked before, one of my favorite movie titles of all time for a movie I haven't seen is the movie that Crispin Glover directed entitled, what is it, it? It's, it's called 
it is fine. Everything is fine. Oh yeah. He's also got one called What Is It? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so maybe that's the it's the sequel. His first one is What Is It? And then his sequel is It Is Fine. Everything is fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh wrap up with Best Picture. Oh, have we oh. really We've done every category everything? except for Best Picture. Oh, okay. Unless I missed one. Listeners Tweeted me if I missed one, but I'm pretty sure I, I think got we got them all. We'll, we'll all meet off. back again down here in beautiful North Hills. Yeah, and record what we missed. I think it's safe to say up here in beautiful North <laughs> Hills. Uh, I'll say this: this is the first year um, that I have seen all the best pictures when they are announced. Like, I mean, obviously there are times when they'll announce the slate, and there are two that I've missed, and then I'll see them. Hooray, but I've seen I've seen all of them this time. Hooray, I have, have not seen them in the theater. Uh, how many of these? Yeah. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. 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 I've seen seven of the eight, and I saw them all in the theater. I've seen three. Which ones have you seen? The Revenant. The Revenant. Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. Mad Max Fury Road. And that's it. And that's it. Um, well, I'm. Uh, I, I, what are the surprises here? Well, is Bridge of Spies a surprise? Big short surprise to me. I was actually surprised that Mad Max Free Road got so much attention. As am I. It's because it's. But leading up to the nominations, it sort of became more and more obvious it was getting this kind of attention. No right? movie got a reaction out of me this year like Mad Max Fury Road did, and 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 like like I said, I'm the type of person who like when I am into something, I just become obsessed with it and like will watch. Like I went and I. I watched Road Warrior, I think, the night before, and I loved it again, as always. And then I watched Mad at Fury Road, and I was like, oh, I need it more. I saw it three times in the theater, and then I also went and I watched Road Warrior two more times, and then I watched Mad Max 1, and then I watched Thunderdome as well. Yeah, it's... The thing is... It was it, a great story, it, wasn't it? It, it, it wasn't oh, surprising. Oh, okay. I was at the edge of my seat. Like, it wasn't super surprising that it got this amount of support. But when you think about it, a lot of the support that it was getting was from critics. Uh-huh. And I could see industry just not understanding uh-huh. Mad Max Fury Road. Um, you know, maybe nominated for some technical things, maybe director, but and maybe picture. Like, it was all very... Very vague, and then for it to get as much support as it did, um, I, is I really wonder notable. if it's we a didn't reaction. talk about it. Did anyone expect or hope that Charlize Theron would be nominated? I there thought was, about saying her when we were talking about supporting. But I was like, I didn't really care that much uh, whether she did or not. Well, a lot of people consider her lead as well, right? So, um, yeah, she's very good in it. Uh, I don't think I would ever have like for the BPs and stuff. Uh, I don't think I would have ever submitted her. Actually, I mean, like there's plenty of things like the. The thing with Fury Road is, like, there's things I could pick apart about it and, like, whine about, but none of them changed how much I loved the movie or how, how much it grabbed me, you know? It's like, such a complete thing. It's yeah. it's it's like it. I, I recognize that everything in there is a choice, but it just feels like it arrived fully formed right. and just welcoming you into this terrible world. Like, do I think that Mel Gibson is better? Of course, you know? Do I think that uh, um, Charlie's... Uh, like, oh, there's things that are like, I wish that Charlie's like had a mangled accent or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like she used her South African accent or something, but I don't care. You know, it didn't keep the mood from being good. I wish Tom Hardy was doing like a Aussie accent, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, he's not? He's kind of doing, he just grumbles every now and then. He just doesn't. He doesn't talk much. His whole, his whole, his whole performance is 80 yard. Um, 
Uh, one thing that I don't understand that's a criticism of that movie. People are like, well, I don't get it. They, they spend all the time and then they just turn around. It's like, so? Why is that a problem for people? Is yeah. that a problem for you guys? No. I, Have you again, heard people again, say that? I didn't see the movie. So oh, you know. didn't see it? No. Well, it's not a spoiler. I guess it is somewhat, but so what? I, how come you didn't see the movie? You don't care? I guess not. I, I don't know. I'll, really? see, I'll see it someday. Were you ever a Mad Max person? No. Mm. I mean, I was ever a big Mad Max person, but I was excited. You weren't excited about it. You didn't watch the trailer. Well, man, I feel bad that you missed it. It was <laughs> great. I was sucked in. I didn't I miss it. It's it. in theaters again, some theaters. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure go. it will be. Like, now that it's nominated for a picture. No, I'm saying oh. it is. Oh, is it yes. specifically? Oh, okay. My Paul Goebel and his wife went and saw it. Uh, go, see it in the Sherman Oaks. go see it in the theater just for the sake of the theater experience, because it's a great movie theater. I, I don't I see it with the 3D glasses. Oh my gosh, I feel like my head would explode. I only saw, I saw in the theater 2D and I thought like, I can't imagine watching this in 3D. It would be so oppressive. Right. Don't get me wrong. The film is still a lot of fun, but it's not the kind of fun you enjoy. It's, I don't know. Oh, I enjoyed it. I was like right away sucked in. And to me, I was like, this is a movie. This this has movie magic. This has stuff that I'm like, I don't know how they did that. You know, this is have stuff that like I can't believe I'm seeing. It has visuals that are like they they put this on the movie. They made it. They built it. They crafted it. They performed it. You know, I don't feel like I. I guess I just I like movie magic. I like when they make the thing. Yeah. I don't like when I see it and I go, yeah, someone made that just sitting at the computer clicking around and rotoscoping and photoshopping and sure. putting clicking things in and to, vectors you know, and yeah i don't parabolas I don't, to me <laughs> that's like a cartoon that's a computer game and yeah. i'm not saying there's not movies where they do that and i don't like it but in general and i'm not saying they didn't know they did that with mad max but for the most part it's a crafted movie with every department yeah working and being an artist and making that, a movie that reminds me for the uh, Almost as a, for our our BPs awards, almost as a joke, I considered nominating Avengers: Age of Ultron for best animated feature uh, because yeah. so much of it is that. I think that actually this is what, this is what I was going to say. I think that the nomination of Mad Max: Fury Road, I w- I want to say that like it's a bit of a an fu to all these big movies like Avengers and uh-huh. all the Marvel movies because yeah, when movies, you realize that they were never nominated. Yeah. But it it was. Yes. Yeah. Because there's such a vision and a craft behind Fury Road. They're both in the same category of like summer popcorn movies or whatever, you know, or movies that are properties based on something. But Fury Road is a really crafted movie by an artist with a vision who knows how to make a movie. And these other ones are the are are you know, and with a with a knowledge of editing and film language, you know, these other ones are just kind of like Generic, like by the books, by, painting by numbers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Mar, you know, the, they're based off comic books, and they're like, "Well, here's how we're gonna make it look," and they all look the same. They're indistinguishable from an- one another in terms of vision and directing, and um, I, it seems almost like a an, an fu, you know. I think what's what is exciting to me. So over on my other podcast, more than one lesson. Um, we do this thing every other week called the best of pictures where we've been going through the, the best picture winners through, through the years. And we've gotten all the way back to the French connection. And it's fun when you look at the, what the nominees were that year, other movies in general, and you can see that, okay, well there's definitely Oscar type 
of, you know, you got your Gandhi, you're out of Africa, um, English patient, that sort of Braveheart, you know, usually larger scale, often period films, drama, uh, and there's nothing wrong with, with that, but it does mean that I can appreciate it when the Academy steps outside a little bit. Like, No Country for Old Men is not really best picture material. Uh-huh. Um, and really, The Departed isn't either. I mean, maybe it was just they, they embraced it probably because Stor- Scorsese be- was behind it, but yeah. it's just a little crime film. Yeah. Um, and in, in that way, while I'm not sure if Mad Max will win best picture, I think it'll probably be Spotlight, but... Really? Yeah. Oh, Spotlight's that good, huh? Yeah. And and it's there's so much there's a lot I there really think that you would like are, it. are supporting. Well, okay, I'll have yeah. to watch. You um, like all the President's Men? Yes. It's like that. It's like that. It's that good, huh? Yeah. Um and it's but at the same time like uh our friend is, is it a movie that's like it's like whoa, this movie someone could get in trouble for making this movie. That type of movie. Well, I guess everything's already been Yeah, it's already happened, but yeah, it's already like been all the President's Men so. feels like um, a, a lot of Alan Pakula's movies you look at you're like did he get in trouble for making that movie <laughs> well this is definitely he, one he did die in a mysterious uh, freeway accident mm. conspiracy theories right. this is now the Let's type all of podcast keep an eye on Tom McCarthy make sure he's okay <laughs> yeah uh, Spotlight is is it's not a thing where you feel like they're doing anything dangerous but it is the kind of thing that as you watch it and once you're so uh, my my wife was watching a, a, a screener of it recently and she got about an hour and 15 minutes in and then she she stopped and she had to go to bed. And then I was asking her, like, how do you what do you think of it? And she said, I mean, it's good. She's like, I don't feel like I'm really drawn in. Uh-huh. Then she finished it uh-huh. and she immediately and this is not an uncommon reaction. She immediately looked up the Catholic school she went to uh-huh. and the and looked at the priests that she had, the teachers she had, compared it with a, a, a master list mm-hmm. of accused priests. Nobody from her, from her class or her, her, you know, era, uh, was accused, but a priest after she graduated was. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's, so it's like, it's that kind of movie that makes people and just the sheer enormity of the problem. Um, it's bringing something it's, to light. It's spotlighting, yeah, something. And it's well, it's, it's a thing you already know about, right? But on, but at the end, like it's a very effective. I'll, I'll say this: it's a very effective use of like, uh, like what do you call them? Cards or whatever. Just like words at the end, like black yeah, screen. Right. We're not seeing anything on there. And I mean, David, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I mean, it's it's overwhelming, and so there's a lot of great in spotlight, and there's a lot that the Academy can latch on to and I would not I would not begrudge them giving it best picture. Right. Uh but if it were Mad Max, that might be the least best picture type of be- uh, movie right. to ever win best picture, yeah. which would make me so excited and yeah. so happy. Um What Spotlight? What? Mad Max. Mad Max. Oh, yeah. you said if it were not for Mad Max. Spotlight You're saying if Mad Max were to win, that would be the least likely okay, best yeah. picture. It's, yeah, it's the least best picture. Yeah. I mean, like, they could give it to Bridge of Spies, and that'd be a standard thing. They right. could give it to Brooklyn, which as much as I do love it, it's kind of the standard thing. But this is my thing with Carol, which is, on the one hand, it's exactly the kind of movie the Academy should love, yeah. and it's really good. It's like if the theory of everything were really good I've last year. I've heard a year. lot of people saying Carol that Carol is, so is, is, it's like... Uh, 
it didn't quite get there for him. You know what I'm saying? That's Again, what I, that's you travel I mean. in different circles than I do. Yeah, I'm I fascinated d- by you and your friend group. Yeah, I don't. I, I want to get to know them. Let's hang out more. Yes, let's. Do I don't. Uh, I don't love Carol. I don't love Carol, but I still acknowledge that there's a lot going on there that is that is very good, and that it's it gives the impression of being a standard Oscar type film Mm -hmm. but there's so much underneath yeah um and it's handled so subtly um you know it doesn't wear any heart on its sleeve really at all um which is something i appreciate but yeah it's good yeah so i think now i will say that our friend scott uh who's our uh, editor at large for the website he thinks the big short could win picture and director like that there's that kind of push and that the the fact that it was nominated for picture and director is kind of an indicate and editing and screenplay yeah. and supporting actor indicates this surge of support at the last well, minute. I'm all for, cause I do the big short is a comedy and, uh, I'm all for comedies winning best picture. Yeah, that's true. Even though it's like, it's a comedy. It's like, you know, it's purpose driven. Yeah. Like it's gotta, and then I guess that's the way you Trojan horse it in. Yeah. But it's still, I still think of it as a comedy first and foremost. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it's all right. Th- this slate, by and large, like I said before, I'm I'm pretty happy with. Obviously, there's there's always stuff you'd swap out, but I, I'm I feel like if you were to if you were like to Bridges look if you were to watch doesn't have a chance. Like if, if no, not at all, not at all. It's like a it's like a hey, we acknowledge that Stephen is he, we Stephen is. He made a movie. He made a movie. Yeah. He mixed the hell out of it. Doing that? Yeah. It's, oh, it's that it's mixing. mixing. Great. Don't even get me started. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so wouldn't it be weird if Bridge of Spies wound up winning everything it was nominated for? It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay, Academy, we don't know what to what you're doing. But yeah, you think so, Jack Nicholson is done? I think so. You think he's he'll probably never make another movie? Yeah, it's been like four years, four or five years since he's. His last one was the the James Brooks movie. That yeah, no one saw. Yeah, like he's probably. But which one was that? How do you know, or what do you know, or who are you, or some generic title. something like that? Yeah. The t- what the is more it? You know, the Chris the That's Chris McLaughlin movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is it that you know that? Also, wasn't there like last year? There were all there were two years ago. There were all these movies that were like, uh, you know, you just know, or yeah. when you know, or when Dad is dead, or whatever these. Was <laughs> how does one? she do it? How does she do it? Or what oh, does yeah. she do? Or what's your bre- You know, what was the one with Tina Fey and the, the Sean Levy one? You know, or the, like, you know, all these movies that yeah, are like, the, now you just did it. Now you just know. So that happened there when that happened, though, or what, you know? Now you see me. Yeah, yeah. now you see me. Now you know. <laughs> you know, you know. You Enough know. said. Um, all right, yeah, that was a movie, fun. right? Yes. Yeah. It was it's, a a great, it's a great movie, but uh, not a great title. All right. Um, uh, another plug for Chirac. Chirac should be nominated for Best Picture. Um this has been fun, right? Yeah. It's gone it's on for a long definitely time. Definitely a long, exhausting I gotta get up. I am worn out. And, uh, I was go to worn out to morning. begin with. I didn't know it was going to be so long, but sorry. Well, it was a good one. Let's so wrap it up we, then. We, we probably got, I probably got here at 10 o'clock. It's one. Uh, yeah. Is it two-parter? Nope. Um, nope. We did take a pause in there, but yeah. yeah. Um, you can find us at BattleshipRetention.com. That's where you can find all the movie reviews of hey, a lot of people, these mo- how movies. How do people like our, can, uh, our uh, uh, how do people like our episode about true crime? Did they like that one? Yeah, that was a good one. Really? You didn't? I thought it was only okay. No, that was definitely I'm a good I'm joking, episode. of course. It was great. We're at BattleshipRetention.com. Uh, Maybe I'll go watch a bunch of Holocaust movies and come back and we'll do a definitive Holocaust episode. You can follow me on Twitter at DaveyPretension. You can follow Tyler at TylerPretension. Tyler's other podcast is called More Than One Lesson. Yes. Uh, my other podcast is called Hey, Watch This. Uh, Josh, where can people find you and your work on the internet you and elsewhere? You can find us. Stay tuned for the Battleship Pretension and Josh Fadum cover the Holocaust.
episode. All right. No, you, can find it, you can find us on... I, I got a lot of work to do if I really am going to do that. Yeah, but. we should do that. I actually, though, I will say real quick, I watched Son of Saul, and it did make me think, I have to watch all these other... I have to watch Come and See. I haven't seen Come and See, the, is the, it the Russian movie. Nancy Myers, uh, Jack Nicholson yeah, movie? Yeah, <laughs> that is another... That is like... It does sound like a rom-com, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, there's a movie called Come and See, which is... Come a, and See. Um, give it a shot. Give it a shot. <laughs> see Come what you see. think. So you should see. <laughs> uh, but and then it made me like watch... Son of Saul was great. Uh, yeah, where, was where can you find me? You find me on Twitter. You find me on Snapchat. At Josh Fatum. You find me on Vine. You find me on... Where else can they find me? Instagram. Where yeah. else do people find people nowadays? Uh, you, you find me. Oh, I do a weekly chat. show. LinkedIn. No, no. I got to get on that LinkedIn. Pinterest. I got to get on Pinterest. Uh, you can find me Mute every cat. Tuesday. Me and my good friend Johnny Pemberton have a show we do every Tuesday at the Copper Still in Koreatown. That's Beverly and Western. They serve drinks and pupusas and Salvadoran food, and we are funny. It's the best show in town. It's a good show. It's the best one. I haven't actually been since you, you gotta, went to Tuesday night. You, you, oh, yeah. You've seen a couple of them, though. I went to, I went to the Wednesday night ones all the it's time. It's only gotten yeah. better. Okay. So uh, has made it better. So I have not been to a comedy it. show in years. Come on down. It used down. to be such go. a big part of my life. Come on down. Go. All right. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.